What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. Well, welcome back to Tuesday Night Titans and our special day, Tuesday Night Data. For you slow Tuesdays out here, you can either have you a night off. Go monk mode tonight. Relax, recuperate from the weekend. Indeed. Yeah. What's up, nigga? What's up for the weekend, nigga? You can nigga? chill. You can go back and stay in your mode. You can bring over a gordita or an older woman or whatever it is. But anyway, we got a great show for you lined up today. We're going to review Kayla Nicole, the ex of Travis Kelsey, who lost Travis Kelsey to Taylor Swift. Not really, but technically has penned a letter in response to the backlash that she's received by people comparing her to Taylor Swift. And a lot of it has to do with building up the self-esteem of the sister, you've been on my mind, sister. Man, this is another fat L for the sisterhood. Let me just say right now, sisters, what is going on with you, man? We're going to get to that story later. We got Straggle and Sniggle Theater. And we also have the thirty, the $3.7 billion divorce that you haven't heard about that is going on right now. Of course, guess who's challenging the prenup? The wife. She's challenging the prenup. Husband's trying to uphold the prenup and send that bitch back to these streets. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. In these streets. All right, trying to send her back to these streets. And she's trying to get greedy. We're going to go over the $3.7 million, billion, billion dollar divorce. We have a zaddy giving a hall pass to his young, sweet sugar baby. Well, she's not a sugar baby for me. She'd be an old bitch to me. I'm just letting you know. But she's a, she's a, she's a young, pretty young thing. These are supposedly stars of the real housewife. We're going to go over that. And uh, I think we have much, much more. For some reason, I don't see my last little slide on here, but it's okay. We'll get it. I think it's on here. But anyway, nonetheless, to support today's show, to let your voice be heard, dollar sign to the Toria CGA on the Cash App, Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV, PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that will be pinned to the top of the live chat on the super on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And you can super chat on the Notorious CGA channel. Hold on for a second. Let me get this up. That's what he said. Yeah, I know. That's what happens, man. I'll be at the junior college too much. I'll be like, hold on. You're going to have to do something special real quick. Hold on for a second. All right, there we go right there. Uh, that's what he said. And we're going to honor our gordita. Oh, you can super chat on the Notorious. Did I get this? Yeah, did I say it? You can super chat. New, 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 new right. world order. Nonetheless. <laughs> what are we doing here? Oh, by the way, this is the best entertainment here on YouTube. And you ain't here with the Bruce Wayne of this ish, the king of kings, the king of content. And the speaker of truth, yours truly, the notorious one, a.k.a. Mr. Coachellini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Thomas, and you're in the Desert Storm bunker with none other than EWF. That is every woman's fantasy and the whole effing show, the undeniable, the undebatable, not only that, the unbinder, the CEO of Fixes Binds LLC. Not only that, you're in here with the Black Moses and CGAC God Allah, the eight-time demonetized champion of YouTube, we're here. Yes. 
just in case we get some new people coming over here, BW's going to be looking like he's talking about us. He's always talking about us. I never talk about you. I never really talk about y'all. Y'all got some low self-esteem. Y'all got some low self-esteem. For real, man. And y'all's hair, never mind. I have black women in my family. Shout out to the sisters. My mama is black, too. So you have to be extra uh, fragile as you introduce these topics in because I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? They're like they're like our own pickaninnies, if you will. Like we need to really just coddle them. We're always kind of coddling them and stroking their ego. Even a beautiful sister, man. Even a beautiful sister always got to be self-esteem low. Always got to be, you know, it's kind of weird. You know what I mean? Like if guys were like this, they be calling us sassy. Sassy. All right, let's get back into them. I know people are going to be mad. People are going to be mad. But look, let's do this. Let's dedicate our show to our gorditas, by the way. There we go right there. Let's look at our gorditas. All right, it's it's Monday. It's I'm sorry, it's Tuesday. I missed the show, so that's what I'm doing. Let's get our gordita going right here. And yes, indeed, gentlemen, Slow Tuesday. The reason why we honor Gordita on a Slow Tuesday is this is the only day you let her come through. You know what I mean? You don't use your primetime days. You don't use a Friday, Saturday, or a Sunday. You'd be like, she'd be like, can I slide through? Only on Tuesday, baby. Come and make something. But this was extra aggressive. And, oh, that FUPA print going crazy. Oh, my goodness. And she a confident one, too. She's a lover. She's a heartbreaker. And she's also a backbreaker. Wham! Unbelievable. Look at this. This is a family show. Hey, cut this off, man. Hey, cut, cut. What are we doing? Oh, my goodness. Yikes. Oh, she got holes in her pants. This is absolutely a disgrace. This is a miscarriage of justice. This is a travesty. And what in the... Oh, what the... Oh, the humanity. What are we... Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Take this off my channel. Take this off. All right, YouTube already age-restricted one of my videos recently. This is a dang travesty out here. Mm. <laughs> All right. This might be a fetish for some guys Rikishi style. Man, we got to watch out. But, hey, anything for a Tuesday. Anything for a Tuesday. Indeed. Oh, the humanity. Yeah, Bonsai, man. That was some Yokozuna stuff. And he loved every minute of it. He loved every minute of it. Yes, he did. But uh, let's take you to the Cartello chicks real quick. Ah, yes. Mamacita. Senorita. The hair on the arms. Everything, too, man. She got the hair on the arms, too? Yeah, look at that. Oh, man. You know she a real authentic one. When she got the black hair on her arms. Oh, that's a, that's my mamacita. Mamacita. Senorita. I'm so glad to meet you. Oh, yeah, Cartello chicks, man. Hey, man, listen, I'll take I'll take my tongue getting cut off for one of these chicas. All right, shout out to the chicas, man. Look at them chicas. And they got, ooh, they got designer cars. They in the middle of the desert. That one look authentic. All right, real ninja, I'm authentic. I at the, did she choke winded? This one to look at. She, hold on, let me pause the one on this one. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy. All right, this one, okay, yeah, this one right here, she, oh, boy, she got some, oh, she looked like the ring leader. Oh, this one, oh, you know how I like them, you know, oh, boy, hello, hello. Where's she at? Let me at her. Let me at her. All right, hold on for a second. Now I'm died. Now I died. Here we go. 
Oh, man, let's get into it, man. It is Tuesday. Let's get to some earlier contributors. There are not many. Shout out to J.J. Frost says, De-Evolution is a must-read gang. Great work, Coach. Thank you for telling them to buy a book. All right, De-Evolution. The, uh, the tagline is Feminism's Reverse Engineering of American Women, and we're seeing it in real time right now. Okay, we were told there were going to be CEOs and whatnot. But nah, they out here hoeing in these streets, yeah. Yeah, that brother's starving. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, anyway. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, what are we doing here? Uh, Mr. Q, Jen says, CGA, I left Palm Springs, and now I'm in New York City, went to the Met today, and today, and they had a video on uh, exhibition talking about the NWO in broad daylight. Well, Jesus. New, 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 it's funny new, that you bring that up. Order. I was going to leave this out of the show. <laughs> All right, I was gonna leave this out of the show, but new, 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 new world. You guys really don't know. You guys really don't know what's going on out here, fellas. You guys really have no clue. You know, most people have no clue, and you never will. They've been already revealed. They, who believes? Who doesn't believe? You'd be like, nah, coach. All right, these people ain't trying to do nothing over. They love us. He said they talking about it in broad day. And see, the funny thing is they could talk about it in broad daylight. Ain't shit you can do about it now. Ain't nothing you can do about it now. They got everything under control. We are in control. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> and as George Collins said, you know what I mean? There's a big old club and we ain't in it. We ain't in it. I was talking to somebody, you know, because uh, this one uh, sister that I was uh, one, one of the one of the uh, one of the women that I mentor. Yes. And we were talking about, you know, dreams and goals and aspirations. And she was talking about yachts and stuff. And I said, you know what you have to do on yachts. You know, you have to do some debaucherous things. And, you know, you see right then and there, they know what they have to do. And she was like, you know, well, I know. Well, yes, you better know. Don't get up there surprised. But then she was talking about, you know, me. You know, you should get a yacht. Do you like my yacht? Yes, I like your yacht. And I said, yes, if I was able to afford a yacht, that would be fantastic. But let me tell you, I would be on the radar. And do I really want to be on the radar? New, 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 new world order. These people could just make you disappear. Yes, they will. And nobody would even know anything about it. Ninja, they would just be like, CG's not here. CGA's not here no more. He was on his yacht. And they could just make you disappear. They can they got JFK at 63. So what the hell you think they do to me? But I'm the OG and I buzz back. Boom, boom, buzz back. Pillar cap. All right, anyway. <laughs> they can get you and, you know, slip you a whole Mickey. And they don't play around. They don't play around. New, 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 new world if you order. ninjas think you're going to get a yacht and you're not going to be on someone's radar on your yacht, yeah, crazy. They'll get your ass. They're like, oh, you want to be a part of the club? Oh. You want to get a yacht? Yeah, you got to, you got <laughs> yeah, the yacht go lost at sea, implode in the submarine. Yeah, you got to do the bidding. You got to, you got to, you got to confess to the nanny goat. You got to confess to the nanny goat. You can't just be, be involved in big money and move big money around. Because, you know, million dollars is, I mean, a billion dollars is not liquid. So, you know, you got these things in stocks, bonds, properties, you know what I mean? Tall buildings. You guys got to have that move, money move around. You know what I mean? If somebody comes knocking at your door. Let me just tell you, 
as a person that doesn't have a job and doesn't have much money, the amount of people that come at me for money is unbelievable. <laughs> right? Just, the amount of people that come to me for money, that people perceive I have money, they're like, just give me some of your money. And I'm like, I don't have any money. I don't have a job. And they're like, surely you do. You're an entertainer on YouTube. And I say, but I'm demonetized. You have money. They start telling me where my money is. How do you know there's money there? <laughs> they be sitting there. <laughs> they start counting your pockets. He has money. Indeed, him got money. I got money. The private eye be like, him got money over there. How do you know? Look at that link right there. That means you're getting money. But how do you know there's in there? <laughs> they be like, <laughs> and people be at your door. They're like calling you, knocking at your door, looking at you, pocket watching you. People from your past coming out, new fresh turnouts, freshmen, sophomores, 20-year-olds, 30-year-old women, 40-year-old women. They're telling me what my net worth is. And I'm like, I don't have any money. <laughs> like, I don't. Where do you think where all this money is? They'd be like, count your pockets. Well, you should have this much money. Yeah, but where is it? Where is it? I would love to know where it is. And they'll just ask me for some. You should be able to pay. What? It's like crazy. It's crazy. It is crazy, man. It is nuts, man. But listen, when people think you got a lot of money, they just ask you flat out, you know. Hold on. Let me go show you. if they. Uh, where's my fixes of buying clip? I thought I had it set up. I need to get my fixes of buying clip set up. Ah, uh, here he is right here. They come up to you and they be giving you the sob story, wanting you the fixes they're buying. And you're like, okay, how much is how much is this buying? Know. Hold on for a second. Let me see if I can get it right here. They be looking at you like this as soon as they see you. That's me right there. That more looks like my daddy. That looks like my father right there for sure. All right, shout out to Pops. But that's how they be looking at you like, okay. And they do. <laughs> can I hold some? And, and let me tell you, bro. Let me tell you, you know, you, you know what's funny? You know what's funny? Women be doing the weirdest things, man. <laughs> For a couple of dollars. It's crazy, man. For a couple of dollars. I'm like, really? You going all out for a couple of bucks? I'm telling you, man, leveraging options is a hell of a drug. Leveraging options is a hell of a drug. She be sitting there like. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Hold on. Let me play the clip right here. This, this part right here. Let's play the whole clip. Let's play the whole clip. This is how they hit me up. They be in front of my house like. Hey, Percero. How have you been? Oh, I was out here just taking it one day at a time. You know, it's been a while since I seen you. Last time I seen you was about two years ago, and that was at the NAACP Buffalo Wang Brunch. That's right. I remember. Well, what's going on with you, baby? You don't look too happy right now. Well, Percy Earl, I just lost my job today. And my car was repossessed. Uh, now I'm about to get evicted soon. No. Oh, Lord, that is tub. It is. What tub. you gonna do, baby? What you gonna do? That's what I'm trying to figure out. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? It's barbecue in there. What you gonna do? I don't know. I'm in a bind, Percy Earl. Uh, well, Percy Earl can help you get up out that bind, baby. Oh, yeah. I sure enough can help you do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, why you push it? Hey, Percy Earl, why you pushing your hips forward like that? 
Why you wanted her to drop? It's barbecue in there. Why you want her to drop that net? All right, he like Percy. Earl, hold on for a second. Let's show Percy Earl. They'd be like, he he pushing his hips forward, baby. What I'm trying to figure out. I don't know. Yep. I'm in a bind, Percy Earl. Yeah. Well, Percy Earl can help you get up out that bind, baby. Yeah. I sure enough can help you do that. <laughs> this is crazy. There's a longer clip of this one. I'm going to see if I can find it. There's a longer clip of it. Oh, you know what? I do have a longer clip. I know I'm going to get a copyright, but I do have a longer clip right here. Hold on. Let's go to the long clip right here uh, and see um, what happens with Percy Earl here. Oh, Lord, that is tub. What you going to do, baby? That's what I'm trying to figure <laughs> out. I don't know. I'm in a bind, Percy Earl. Oh, baby. Well, Percy Earl can help you get up out that bind, baby. Uh-oh. I sure enough can help you do that. Oh. For real? Yeah. So, what I got to do, Percy Earl? Uh-oh. What you got to do? Okay. It's barbecue in there. Oh, uh, what you got to do? Hmm. What do you, you know what you have to do. Oh, well, uh, um, uh-oh. you know. Oh, Percy. You one hand washes the other. Oh, Percy. As they say. What you is wash it? my back, I wash you. Oh no! <laughs> mm. What are we doing, hey, per- hey yo, chill, son, hey yo, Percy. <laughs> Not out in public, man. We do this in private. <laughs> Come on, Percy. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know. If you get to my drill, if you <laughs> if you get my drill. <laughs> <laughs> He said, drop it's barbecue in there. that neck. And she's like, oh, shit. Mm, I don't know, Percyl. Uh-oh. Well, look at him. Why don't you just go and get in the car and ride on down here to the pharmacy with me so I can pick up my blood pressure prescription. Oh. And while I'm down there, we can pick up some Viagra and some Hennessy. Then we can discuss how we can make your financial situation a little better. <laughs> Understand me? Oh, Percy, man, this is terrible, man. Terrible. We gotta do. We gotta do something. We gotta keep. We gotta calm him down. We gotta calm him down. He's starving. Yeah, that brother's starving. <laughs> she tried to. Act, well, I don't know. I don't know if I should really. When you get in there, she'll know what to do. She'll know exactly what to do. This is a travesty. It's reprehensible. Hey, let's get into straggle. Wait a minute. Let me before we do straggle and sniggle theater. Did I get everybody? Shout out to uh, shout out to Lyle Pocket says straggle versus flatback supreme milk of magnesia. Yummy. I got a milk of magnesia coming up right now. And she got her mind fixed too. I can tell you. She got in there and she knew exactly what to do. <laughs> she got her mind fixed. All right, shout out to El Santo. He says, Coach, we are on, we are the Rubicon, the point of no return. Go, rent is due, guys. Man, did you see the world today? You see, your rent's due, motherfucker. They arguing, they fighting with each other. People taking up sides, choosing. Why are we taking up sides? Like people calling the other side the bad. Th- you're taking this. You're supporting that. Just that fast. Just that fast. All right. I think there's a lot of ham and eggers out here. Let me get these three over here. Then we are gonna get back to the show. Okay, shout out to our brother here, Monstro Lab. He says, please consider compiling a music CD with all of your hilarious RP songs for us fans, free agent lifestyle for life. Yeah. 
I said I'm going to put a CD together. I'm going to have to figure out how to do it because I'm going to have to do some cover. I'm going to have to do some cover ones. Triggerverse is back. He says they mad at Travis because he basically took his football and went home to the suburbs, which I don't know why he couldn't do that. Like, I'm trying to be, com- I'm trying, I'm, I'm thoroughly confused as to why he had to date another black woman or why was, why were white women off his limits? We have to answer that question. Loud pocket says, coaching my dad would talk to me about revelations. Everything is coming true so fast. I didn't think it would happen in my lifetime, but we are here now. Hit me with some doom and gloom. I'll ring the bell. But the things that you're seeing, yeah. You better prepare. We are in some strange times. With that being said, let's get the Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Like, ride with me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky, come get high with me, that's a deal, right? Straggle and Sniggle Theater, we're back, and uh, let's get on with the show here. Uh, we got some, wait, that's doom and gloom. We got some news uh, from the home front. This is kind of uh, doom and gloomish as well. Sam Bankman Freed, they call him. I'm not going to say what race, what people, we know I can't say that. Sam Bankman Freed is on trial. The government telling him he committed fraud, and they're trying to throw his ass in the pokey. But all we know, this is just bread and circus, a little dap, tap dance. And they'll throw them in there. They'll make a deal. But apparently, we talk about pillow talk with your girlfriend. Apparently, his girl, his lover, Caroline Ellison, has thrown him under the bus. Mm-hmm. Turned state's evidence and now is testified today as the star witness to say Sam Bankman Freed directed me to commit the fraud. As we knew, this should not be a surprise. And she's going to save herself first. We tell you this is going to happen. Coach, not my girl. Oh, yes, your girl. Yes, your girl. And now she up there testifying, revealing deep, dark secrets that Sam and both all of these people are somewhat goofy. And there's a bigger story on this one. But just the just the optics here, just to show you, your girl ain't loyal, especially when it's time to do it. Unless you unless you're El Chapo. Now, here's the funny thing about it. This is the girl in question. Oh, my goodness. Oh, the humanity. This is the girl in question. Like, can you tell me what this is? Oh, the humanity. What in the mealy mouth muskrat is this? Like, what is this? Can somebody tell me what we doing? This is the former lover. Not that Sam Bateman Freed is anything to look at. This has got to be one of the scariest looking women out here. What the hell is going on here? And it'd be these Millie Mouth muskrats that be behind. Look at the what? Oh, my Lord. Look, Jesus. This is absolutely atrocious. And he was hitting this. Oh, goodness. What? He's starving. Yeah, that brother's starving. I mean, whoa, whoa, wow, wow, wowzers. Yikes. Ninja, I didn't hit worse. I guess she looks a little better without glasses. She's a math whiz. She's a whiz kid. You got to be a whiz kid to look like this. Oh, my goodness, just yikes. Oh, the humanity. And it, you know what? This was the year of the Mealy Mouth Muskrat. Even a Tennessee cop looking a little muskratish. This is the year of the muskrat. And these muskrats be, are you a real freak? Tell me, you tell me. Baby, you tell me. These real freak muskrats be out here causing problems this year. What in the world? Imagine, imagine. This the girl you got to parade out turning state's evidence. This the girl in child support. All right. 
<laughs> looking like this, looking like this. Like, what in the world? And what is this? The muskrat. This has been the year of the Millie Mouth muskrat. <laughs> Yo. Yes, 2023 was the year of the Millie Mouth muskrat. I tell you, there's a couple of other muskrat women running around here. You know what I mean? Like, the muskrat, <laughs> the year of the rat. <laughs> this was the year of the rat. Is this the year of the rat for real? I better check out my Chinese New Year calendar. If this is the year of the rat, good Lord. <laughs> this is absolutely psychotic. So you got to watch your girl. You got to make sure your girl ain't up there is turning state's evidence against you, drowning you. All right, <laughs> drowning you talk about. Let me read a couple of statements here. It says right here, he directed me to commit these crimes. Ellison said, this woman said right here. Oh, Jesus. Okay. All right, she took the stand who last year agreed to the deal with prosecutors in which she pled guilty to charges including wire fraud, security fraud, commodities fraud. And she told the court, and viewed as a key, viewed as key in making a criminal case stick against her one-time romantic partner, Ellison, formerly ran Alameda Research, a sister hedge fund to FTX, the cryptocurrency platform, and all of that stuff. He she pled guilty. And again, and agreed to cooperate with federal prosecutors after FTX imploded last year and uh, uh, asked to identify Bankman Freed. Ellison stood and took a while before finding and uh, confirming his presence in the courtroom. Her testimony was brief, lasting 10 minutes before the judge announced the break. Ellison's testimony will resume. Uh, what's to resume Tuesday afternoon? And there it is right there, boy. Yo, boy, she got scared. She got scared, man. She don't. She going to tell everything. He did it. He did it. I didn't do nothing. The, the, the year of the muskrat. Be careful. All right, let's go to the next story right here. Uh, Straggling Snickle Theater. This woman right here has the athleticism of I don't know what. Let's go ahead and take a look at her. Try to navigate. The uh, coastline here, oh, there she is right there, and we're not going to play the volume, but there she is taking it all in, and when you've never been on the beach, you don't realize how it works. Oh, it's a strong force pulling out. Yeah, it's called erosion. I believe that's called erosion. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, it just just being in general. Uh-oh, she done fell down. Oh, you know, this is a disaster. Okay, oh, my Lord, she done drowned. Get up. You got to be faster than this, Gordita. All right, come on. Oh, now you're getting pulled in further. You know what's about to happen next. All right, the waves do get bigger as they crash. So you got a small one. Now you got a big one. Oh, my gosh. Bam, look at this. Chalupa. Yeah, the lifeguard don't have to skedaddle in here. Look, they go. It's a wrap. Yes. You know what I mean? This does happen to you, man. You can't get caught up. Uh, but, oh, no, look at this. Just, oh, my goodness, the ninja got got trying to save the woman. Now the ninja going to drown. Oh, man, this is crazy. Yeah, they going to have to help that gordita. She could she could have died right there. She could have died. Look at it. Oh, they can't even pick the girl up. Ninja falling out. You know, women, they're special, man. And they were like, women are strong. Not all of them. Most of them are they're not very strong. They, they can't really support themselves. If we got the running, there's nothing they could do in this situation. Like she would, she was not going to save herself. If there was nobody saving her and it took three monster men to pick that dead carcass off the floor. If nobody came to save her, she would have been dead. Somebody said drowning on shore is crazy. Beach. Well, you guys are ridiculous. 
I mean, if there was nobody to help this woman drowning on the shore, yes, she's on the shoreline. I mean, look, one dude wasn't going to help it. And look at this poor guy right here. Oh, man, look at this. Okay, oh, yep, nope, because she's not helping. She's not helping at all. She's not using her legs, nothing. She's just laying there. Oh, no, just. Oh, man, and they washed her up the shore. They tried to hold her back. Boy, that current, hey, water is strong. A lot of people, y'all never been close to the beach. Water is strong. I don't mess around at the beach. I'm not a very confident swimmer, so I don't do too much messing around. I've been near the beach all my life. And uh, the last 10 years before I moved to the Desert Storm, I lived 10 minutes away from the beach. But I don't mess around. Like, the water is strong. You guys don't realize you got to be a confident swimmer to be out there, especially past the buoy. All right? You get closer to the buoy, you better be a very confident swimmer. You're out there surfing. Do not participate in surfing if you're not confident. It could really tear you up. All right? Really tear you up. Man, it's strong. And you realize what pow- how powerful water is. And water is our biggest powerful thing here. Be like water. Be like water. Don't mess around at the beach. Don't mess around at the beach. Your ass will come out there. Uh, wait, pause. <laughs> All right, what are we doing here? Uh, we have this woman here, and this is allegedly the woman who set up Trevor Bauer. And apparently she's been identified at a music festival. And it says this was the woman who falsely allegated Trevor Bauer. And I told you the story already. <laughs> And she seemed like an unstable freak. All right, shout out to the false alligators here. Uh, currently not undefeated anymore. Uh, people are figuring it out. So let's take a look at this uh, Kaylee and uh, see what she's operating on. Me too. And oh, actually, fuck you. You need to go. You need to go. You need to go. You need to go, baby. No, actually, I'm sorry. It was a metro. I don't know that metro's coming. Well, I want to make sure that can happen. You can go. No, no, you can go. You can go. No, actually, yes, ma'am. Yes, don't come with me. Oh. She's drunk already. No, no. This guy's like, oh, she fighting? Man. Hey, uh-oh, she over here now. Let's see what she's doing now. She's on the other side of the gate. What is she doing? She's performing. Oh, she. Damn, man. White women like this scare the hell out of me. Trust me. I've had history with them. White women like this, when they get on that Archie bunker, they turn into another person. And then when they get past 35, they turn into another person. They be they be out there losing it. Uh, you know what I mean? Like there's always been a history of uh, not being able to uphold themselves very well. When they get to another, they get 35 or they be with the Archie Bunker, the Coca, they're, they're un, they're gone. Bipolarism, they, like, yes, mental health is serious. There's no stopping them. And you can see she's sitting up there trying to stand on them legs, them two chopsticks. She can't even stand up. Yo, and white women like this, they're, they're lethal. They're lethal. And because they have that long ass hair and everybody's like, oh, she looks like a nice person. She couldn't hurt a fly. Oh, no, man, dude, trust me. These women are vicious. Look at her. She got she got the Archie Bunker. She got a couple of drinks in her. And this is what Trevor Bauer saw. So you actually were trying to figure out what Trevor Bauer saw in her. All right, you know, she doesn't look too bad when she cleans up, but she a mental head case. Yep, Kaylee's turn to Karen. 
Kaylee's turn to Karen's. That's my that's my uh warning to men. I know you want you a flat back. When you get you a flat back, white men knew a long time ago. Turn they flat back in when they get 30. Yep. They turn into a different demon. Look at her, and she's out here abusing people. Look at how she's like. I think a lot of it also has to do with, you know, they're gonna because if they obviously get hit, they're gonna she gonna fall like a sack of potatoes. All right, so they scream, yell, wow, Trevor Bauer called him a bad one. Trevor Bauer called him a bad one. This looks like before the show. This is not even the show. I don't think the show has even started yet. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, the, the secret to deal with uh, the Caucasian woman is that to understand they've been, they, they probably did some coca in their life or some hardcore lethal chronic. And they probably on some head meds. So they hard to deal with. They are bad. They bad news. They bad news. And what happens is a lot of times, you know, they'll seem cool and kind of lethargic and kind of like, oh, you're like, oh, and they'll seem like they're cool until until they snap. Right. And they'll snap right in the middle of it. Like they'll they'll be laying in your bed after you done throttled them and folded them up. And what will happen is she'll wake up out the bed like a demon, like the undertaker. She'll she'll sit up. And now she a different person. And you're like. <laughs> but she was cool for a minute. Yeah. And then she turned, man. Trevor Bauer caught him a bad one. All right. Anyway. Wow. Watch out for that one. Uh, this is a sniggle uh, doing a good deed. We're going to show this one right here. Let's go to this guy. This doorbell caught him returning their wallet, but watch what happens next. Hey, what's happening? Hey, I found your wallet uh, with your uh, with your ID, with your ID in it. This and this is the address. So I brought it all the way out here. You live really, really far though, so I just wanted to see if I could take uh, it wasn't a thousand in here. I just wanted to see if I want to grab twenty, real quick for gas, cause gas is hot. Uh, but I'm gonna leave your wallet right here though. All right, I appreciate it. This doorbell <laughs> caught him returning their wallet. All right, uh, all right. Shout out to the Good Samaritan Sniggle, uh, with the Vancouver Grizzly throwback white T-shirt underneath. He's got the, uh, he definitely got the um, bust down, fake watch, fake rolly. Somebody has a G-Wagon in the driveway. Not the smartest thing, but that's what you have. And I think it looks like a Louis Vuitton wallet, a Louis Vuitton. And he's returning it. So we got to give him a shout out to him. Let me give him a final fantasy. Good job for this nigga. He did. But he said, you know. As a good deed, I drove all the way out here to this white neighborhood to drop your wallet off. You did have $1,000 in there, and I think I'm going to take 40 <laughs> Hey, you know what? I ain't mad at him. I ain't mad at him. He's like, I had to drive way out here. You know what I mean? I had to drive all the way out to the valley. I live all the way in South Central. You know, this was a, this is, I need to be, a, I need to get a reward. I need to get a reward. And he said, Hey man, if you if you like forty bucks, you'll understand. You'll probably ha- be happy that I took the wallet, all right, or brought the wallet back. You gotta love it here. Let's go ahead and roll the film again. Wallet, but watch what happens next. Hey, what's happening? Hey, I found your wallet. Uh, with your uh, with your. <laughs> Yo, I found your wallet. You found it, or did you find it? No, let me stop, man. Shout out to him with your with your. Okay, what else, brother? ID with your ID in it. This and this is the address. So I brought it all the way out here. You live really, really far though, so I just wanted to see if I could take uh, it wasn't a thousand in here. I just wanted to see if I want to grab twenty, real quick. Uh, yeah, he's <laughs> um, that that would be forty, brother. That's not twenty. I can see the other bill behind it. I did give you big ups, 
but you're lying. That's 40 bucks. <laughs> My man said, let me get that 20 real quick. That looks like another bill under there, fam. You're not, you're not seizing it. But listen, go ahead and take the 40. Gas, because gas is hot. Uh, but I'm going to leave your wallet right here, though. All right, I appreciate it. This doorbell caught him. There were definitely three. There were definitely three 20s in there. Turning their wallet, but watch what happens next. Hey, what's happening? Hey, I found your wallet uh, with your uh, with your ID with your ID in it. This and this is the address. So I brought it all the way out here. You live really, really far though. So I just wanted to see if I could take uh, it wasn't a thousand in here. I just wanted. To it wasn't a thousand. It wasn't a thousand. Oh, okay. What what was it? What was it? It wasn't a thousand dollars. I mean, I thought there was a thousand dollars in it, but there wasn't. Okay, okay. If I want to grab twenty. 20 quick for gas because <laughs> gas is hot uh, but i'm look there's three bills in there man actually there's actually four pieces of lettuce in there he said i got 20 it might be 60 my brother got a quick 60 out there dude there might be 80 bucks in there at this point your wallet right here though oh right. thank you bro thank you though thank you I though. appreciate it i, I appreciate it i appreciate it shout out to our sniggle of the week here and hey, we got to give it to him look man that he's turning a corner he's turning a corner Back in the day, he would have caught a misdemeanor for this. He would have used the credit cards. He'd be all on camera. And this is a turning point for my brother here. So we're going to have to give him a round of applause. Let's give him a round of applause. He's now turning. He would have served. He would have had a three strikes or out. He would have had a, you know, in New York City, they would have had a stop and frisk. The ninja would have went back to the jail. He would have been on chat. So we'll give it to him. I'll give him a round of applause. Shout out to the brother, man. Hey, you guys. Karma does come back. Now, you're going to have to make up for stealing 60 bucks, but I don't mind it. At least I got my wallet back. Yeah, at least I got my wallet back. Shout out to the brother here. And take notes. <laughs> All right. Uh, what does this facility smell like on Straggle and Snickle Theater? What can you imagine this facility smells like here? What in the world is this? Oh, the humanity. What are we doing in this country? Is this America or Brazil? Yep, it's Mexico. All right, I can smell this video. Oh, oh, wait. Wow, this video has a definitely scratch and sniff. And there's a big old, there's a ninja in the video. Oh, hell no. Oh, that's terrible. All right, what is it? Are these people humping the floor? What's wrong with people? It definitely smells like sardines. Smell like sardines, farts, booty crumbs. It's just absolutely a disaster. You're going to have to Febreze that entire scene there. Absolutely disgusting things that we participate in in our country today. Last two stories, Straggle and Snickle Theater, an update on the Michigan State University football coach Mel, Turker, Mel Tucker. Apparently, he caught a bad one. The woman in the case, Brenda Tracy, has now filed an emergency restraining order against the former Michigan State University coach. Mm. He cannot win for losing. Guys, choose wisely who you mess with. Punani ain't free. In fact, Punani cost you $80 million. And he didn't even get no Punani. Absolutely crazy. Brenda Tracy, the woman who accused former Michigan State head football coach Mel Tucker of SH, filed an emergency restraining order against Tucker yesterday. The order granted by Judge James S. Jamo in the whatever county circuit court prevents Tucker from releasing more of Tracy's private text messages. Yesterday was the last of a two-day-long Office of Institutional Equity hearing into Tucker's alleged S 
sexual misconduct. Tracy filed a Title IX report, and we knew about this. And he was jerking off on the phone, and she acted like she was assaulted. But Tucker and his attorney, Jennifer, a woman, did not show up to the hearing, claiming Tucker's serious medical condition prevented him and prohibited him from attending. Instead, 14 minutes into the hearing, they publicly released a 106-page document containing new evidence and messages from Tracy's private conversations with a recently deceased friend and colleague, um, is it Aylin? Aylin Alvarado. Tucker and the attorney claimed that the text revealed Tracy misled investigators and manipulated witnesses and MSU officials. Of course she did. More than likely, the text also contains highly sensitive information regarding other survivors and their families. That means she was running around here with loose lips and loose lips sink ships. According to the affidavit filed with her motion for a restraining order obtained by the USA Today, Alvarado, 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 yeah, Alvarado worked with Tracy and all this stuff. So take a look. Take a look what one woman can cause you. One woman. One woman, guys. You're here making 80 to 95 million dollars. You see what you think is an easy target. Oh, I'm going to get that real quick. And this happens to the best of us. Listen, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not being judgmental here. But what happens is you go for it and then all of a sudden, then there's collateral damage. Now he's dealing with the collateral damage. And now he's trying to protect and defend his reputation. And um, she's out here filing retraining orders, preventing test messages, messages from being disclosed. I'm going to tell you, this woman's going to have egg on her face, but it's going to be too late for Mel Tucker. Hopefully he gets another job in the next couple of years, but it's going to be too late. His reputation will already be dragged. It's going to be another situation like Trevor Bauer. She's going to, you're going to find out that she probably propositioned him for $10,000 a month for, to be a sugar baby. And uh, this idea that she's shocked that he's jerking off and couldn't hang up the phone is completely a farce. And this false alligator is going to get exposed. But here's the thing, gentlemen, and as I always say, I always say, Trying to explain your case afterwards, it's not a good look. You might get away with it once. You may get away with it twice if you're lucky. But by the time your case unravels and people have time to look at a 106-page document, nobody's going to care, and the damage will be done to your reputation and possibly your earnings, and it will catch up to you pretty fast. Men, we should never be in a position to try to explain ourselves out of a situation that we are accused of being in that we probably like you're like yeah, you guys don't get it you don't understand nobody's gonna read a 106 page document the media certainly is not gonna come out and show that this woman was a false alligator and even if she was proven to be a false alligator they'll still give her a platform they're still gonna give her a platform they gave the woman the trevor bauer woman an interview hey they're still gonna give her a platform and somebody will save that bitch indeed they're gonna save her he says, I can't stand women. Sorry, coach. I get the, I understand the feeling. I understand the feeling. But they're a, they're somewhat of a nuisance in today's world. Not all of them. But the way they can get away with this is it, it makes them a menace to society. A menace to decent society. Now, here's the problem. There are some women that have actually been violated that have no platform. They have, their stories are almost seemingly not believable. Now, these stories are believable. Right? We give her a pass. Yeah, he should lose his job. 
And it was completely non-believable from the beginning. It's not even believable. She sat on the phone and listened to him jerk, then hung up 25 minutes later. Absolutely disgraceful. But there's some real victims out here who voice does not get heard at all because their story, it just seems like it's, it's, it's real, but it's like, I don't know about this shit, <laughs> right? It's absolutely a disgrace. Last straggle of Sniggle right here. Uh, speaking of this young lady right here, a YouTuber leaves her baby to die as she goes to party for six days. I have to ask, where's the child's father? Let's go ahead and show you the story. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I got to read it. In December 2019, Mrs. Cuddy was an 18-year-old and an aspiring YouTuber. Okay, there she is right there. Okay, boy, she could not come in my house looking like that. There's her daughter. She was also a young mother to a 20-month-old-year-old daughter. I thought I didn't have to read. Okay, um, let me turn the music down right here. It says they lived in the supporting housing block in Brighton, United Kingdom. And on December 5th, right there, there she is leaving. She left her flat on the West End and went to London where she spent her, uh, her birthday with her boyfriend. Okay, a seemingly leaving the daughter all alone. Two days later, she attended a concert in Elephant in Castle, Southeast London, where she had a DJ announce her birthday. And there she is right there, pottying. And on December 9th, it says she moved on to a birthday party in Coventry before returning home on the 11th of December. And uh, I guess there she is there. So this is what she's accused of. And she's been convicted of this, by the way. Didn't get much. This is her returning after six days leaving a 20-month-old child alone. Like, I don't know. You left. This is her rushing in, too. Bright early in the morning. Let me just tell you, she got her cheeks clapped the entire time. She was fornicating the entire time. Six days, and you left the 20-month-old baby by herself. Okay, there she is returning, and this is the evidence. Three hours after returning home, she called 999 and told them that she wasn't waking up. Surprise, surprise. And uh, she was pronounced deleted soon after arriving to the hospital. A post-mortem examination concluded the cause of death was starvation and influenza she also had severe nappy rash i'm assuming that's diaper rash i'm not sure what nappy rash is but of course this is the uk and uh says right here what was the result she was arrested and later pled guilty she pleaded guilty to manslaughter of her own daughter where was the child's father police reported that there had been over six instances of her leaving the child alone in the months before her death I'm pretty sure she was practicing, and she probably left a day, two days, three days, and the child's still alive, and um, she was still alive, and she figures she can go to six days. I don't understand what she was thinking. She was sentenced to nine years. She will serve two-thirds of her sentence in prison before being released on license. This is all UK-related, uh, so I'm not sure what those things um, mean in particularly. Released on license. I mean probation, probably. Okay, terrible. 
Terrible. Terrible parenting. I want to know where the father of that chocolatey baby is. Where was the father of that chocolatey baby? I don't know. Couldn't they tell the father who is the baby's daddy? Good Lord, Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Like, ride with me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky, come get high with me. That's a deal, right? Yeah, I'm here to bring the real to you, man. That's a sad, sad story. We're going to give a couple super chats and then get back to the show quickly. What do we got here? We got JC says that ninja got ratted out by Quasimodo. Ay, ay, ay. Where's the picture again? Where's Quasimodo? Oh, no. Ugh. Like, imagine. This is who you go down. Oh, man. Be careful who you penetrate out here. It's a terrible. It's terrible. Coochie Crook. King Kong, I believe what it is. Shout out to you. Thank you, man. Blue Bagger says, at the gym, high as a kite, sniggling out loud, at drowning on the coast. Mm. He says, the whites staring at a ninja. Shout out to you, man. Don't draw too much attention to yourself. But that woman was a goner. Shout out to John Doe. I saw an Instagram post earlier with the woman explaining boy math. They really don't have any original thoughts. Oh, so but they... They're turning it on the boy math now. You guys do it too. This is an example of boy math. See, if I spend $18 million on Amazon Prime and he spends $1,800 on car fixing, fixing up his car, I'm pretty sure it was something like that. All right, Schedule OP says almost dropped the barbell on my chest, sniggling. All right, everybody, hey, I don't know if you should work out really during my stream or at least do not do any power or Olympic lifts. No compound lifts, do not squat, no deadlifts, all right, and uh, no no chest press as well. Zoman says, Coach, you notice most false alligators are white women. Well, it's in America. It's America. <laughs> but, uh, yes, I think in, in many situations, and you can look this data up. You can look this data up. College campus assaults. That happened there. That you know, a lot of people are really pissed off. A lot of women are pissed off. And women's groups are like, you know, I think it's something like, and again, I've done a stream on this, so I'm just going by memory. Don't critique me. But something like two out of 10 cases actually get brought to court. Most of the cases try to get handled in tribunals, campus organizations, Title IX. They never really go through a, a court trial. And so then the kid gets dismissed, and it's really not handled in a, the most litigious way. In these situations, the majority of them, whether they get prosecuted or not, involve alcohol and or drugs. Like, it's a high percentage of them, like 75%. And a lot of them involve also people who are familiar with each other, like a friend. So they were friends or they were in the same dorm or they knew each other. They were sorority fraternity brothers. It was a known athlete. They, it's never like a strange guy they met at a party. No, not never. It's rarely ever a strange guy that they met at a party. It's re- rarely ever a guy that, again, like the Stanford situation, found a girl drunk by the trash bin. It does happen, but it's it's the rarity. When you look at these situations, most of these happen at the upper crust, all Ivy, some sub-Ivy universities. We're talking about Stanford. We're talking about Michigan State, Duke. North Carolina, we're talking about these places. And the majority of these students are going to be Caucasian. So a lot of young women also participate in binge drinking. And again, this is not an excuse or a 
you know, because people are going to say, are you saying she deserved it? I'm not saying anything, but I'm just saying personal accountability and staying legal. You're underage to be drinking. You're binge drinking. Probably not a good idea. Both people are binge drinking. This is a recipe for disaster, which makes these cases difficult to prosecute. Very, very difficult when you have drugs and binge drinking. And then you have the situation of San Diego State and the kicker where you have a high school girl showing up there. She got throttled by three men asking it to get throttled by more. Okay, so you're getting these complicated scenarios. And a lot of white women do participate in this. Since the majority of these students at these universities, Penn State, tend to be white students, young white women get their first taste of freedom, and then they will they they pull some of these tricks. Much of it is to protect reputation, right? In the case of Sacred Heart, Nikki Yovino over here, okay, she's asking to get trained by two football players, black male football Trang-yang. players. And she gets trained in the bathroom. Even her friend said she asked these dudes to run a train on her. And because she had a little boyfriend, a little white boyfriend on campus that she wanted to protect her reputation, she then said these two black football players graped her. And uh, this is not always the case. But I'm going to tell you, partying, binge drinking, drugs, and then also underage drinking, then, um, you know, people that, you know, these things are make it complicated, which then makes an accusation completely like, all right, the accusation is like what? The only one, the only one that I can see that it, that was clear, that was completely clear, was the Stanford swimmer. Now that one, the story made sense. That was egregious. It was the It was despicable. And the young woman, I believe, was an Asian woman, an Asian student, and uh, she had passed out and ended up by a dumpster. I don't know how this happens. Like, get control of yourself. How do you get, how do you pass out by a trash can? But he, and this guy literally went up to her and took advantage of her. All right. And, um, and finished in all of that. Now that's psychotic. And he didn't get that much jail time. In fact, they tried to plead that it was going to mess up his future as a politician. If he actually was prosecuted. So some of these things are really not clear cut. But when you look at college campus life, this is what college campus life is. It's a rite of passage where young students go over there, they binge drink, they party, they do all of this stuff, they fraternize, they fornicate, they do all this stuff, and then people get caught up in their feelings. So you really have to be uh, cautious of how you're operating around these people. Around these people, for sure. It's absolutely great. Yeah, GHB. And a lot of these uh, students be selling stuff like that. A lot of those GHB gets passed around. A lot of those campuses have guys that are that don't go to the campus hanging out at these parties in GHB and uh, girls. It's a it's a disgrace. Like it's crazy. Got to really really watch out. Anyway, a lot of beer beer drinking. All right, let me see beer drinking breath sticking sniffing blue. What is it sniffing glue? All right, all right. Uh, let's see here. I got Michael. Let me see if I can say this. Traditional sex ritual. Yeah, you do have that too. You know what I mean? You do have that too. The eye, Not the eyes wide shut. The skulls and crossbones. The skulls and bones. Yeah. Crazy. Shout out to Michael R. He says, hey, yo, coach, shout out again to you for speaking the truth in this modern society that tries to gaslight men into being simps and slaves for women, especially the BSPUA cells. Yeah, the PUAs. He says, just being me and true is enough. I knew 
about you for a while, but watching lives and your live replays the last few weeks really got or really has got me back on track in my life. And I'm coming for everything I know I'm capable of. I literally have world champion in my blood. Shout out to you. Appreciate you and love your show. And thank you. Shout out to you, man. Yeah, PUAs, I have your ass out here. I'm, I'm anti-PUA, which is pickup artists. I'm anti all of that shit, <laughs> right? I don't, I think that's actually uh, goofy approaches. Maryland guy says, yo, coach, I have 10 grand in crypto, on, or you had it? I had 10 grand in crypto on FTX and pulled it out a week before they collapsed. I was very lucky. Store your ish in a hardware wallet. Shout out to you. You got your 10 grand out of there. I hope you made 10 grand. I hope you actually didn't put 10 grand in and didn't make none. I don't know. Caitlin says sex is the only thing in the world that is completely amoral. It's neither good nor bad nor right or wrong or satisfying or terrible. We all just hope to end. We all just hope to end on the right side of sex. Yet so many of us, especially women, are on the wrong side of it, which does open up chances for them to manipulate a situation. Uh, there's cases that I follow. Of course, there's cases that are legitimate. But there's a case in Alabama. Uh, and, and people will tell you there's far less. This is what they'll tell you. There's far less false allegations than there are legitimate ones. But cases where they're not clear cut, they're hard to figure out. Like both people are drunk. That's going to be a hard. That's going to be hard to prove. Both people are drunk. Now, back in the day, you could prove it because you'd be like, the guy is obviously the predator. But we live in an equal society. Yeah. We live in an equal world. So you're seeing a lot of this thing where I call, you know, some, unfortunately women paint themselves in the corner. Equality, we're all the same. And okay, 20 years ago in the 1980s, if the guy's drunk and the girl's drunk, the guy obviously was the predator. He did it. He took advantage of her. He graped her. Clear cut, end of story. Put him in jail. But now we're equal. We're equal. So then you say, well, wait a minute. Why are we punishing the guy when he was drunk? Because you're saying that you were drunk and you could not consent. Wouldn't that be the same for the gentleman? If he was impaired, could he not consent? Could he? Is he under the, is he, does he lose his ability to consent as you do when you're impaired? See, this is a complicated situation. That's a complicated ask. And that's all you would have to do to present to a jury to have reasonable doubt. That's all you have to do in the jury's mind to put reasonable doubt. And that will make people think, hmm, that is true. That is true because we're equal. Um, Yeah. How did he consent? Then you get into some critical arguments there. Right? Well, he was aroused. That Listen, arousal does not imply consent. You know, women's side have been saying that. Like arousal doesn't imply consent because you would have to assume there would be some level to make this thing work here or there'll be excessive damage. And date grape or removing of consent. She was aroused. She had consent. Remove consent thereafter. She was aroused. So arousal doesn't imply that you were consenting. The guy's arousal is controlled autonomically. He doesn't control it automatically. He doesn't control it. It's autonomic. It's a response to stimuli, to stimulizing or stimulization. So it doesn't matter if you're drunk or sober. If you stimulate the guy, there's an automatic response that is arousal. 
So he can't control his arousal. And there's cases we've actually presented this. I know people are mad at this, but we presented this where we showed you arousal is autonomic. It's an automatic response. All you have to do is provide a stimulus. Okay, so that's not consent. Arousal does not imply consent. So your get, your get, it says arousal implies intent. Okay, you can try that. Listen, you can try that, but it doesn't necessarily happen in all cases. I have cases that I've read. I have cases without I read. He says the law doesn't work that way. I, I'll show you a case where that happened. Because remember, every case is argued. I'll show you a case where that happened. If we have time. There's a case where that was the exact argument. At that point, they had to settle the case. They had to walk away. They had to walk away. They had to drop the accusation and settle it outside of court. Because both people were drunk. And only for men. But in this case, guys, it's not, a, guys, it's not an absolute. Every case is different. So you're, you're saying it as it's an absolute. No, it's not. It's a law. It's not a law. That's not how it would be argued. And you, all, the, all that you have to do is argue that. And that case was argued. That exact, exact, that exact thing was argued. And he, they, he did not get prosecuted. Now, he did have to settle the case. So it is what it is. All right, but listen, just trust me. I've already done this. I've been doing this for five years. I got the case. I can pull it up right now and show you. I can show you the video. We can take you down step by step. All of these things were argued, and he did not get charged with grape. Anyway, it is what it is. It is what it is. And you ninjas is aroused watching me. Ninja, what do you intend to do doing with me? Stop. Pause. <laughs> And listen, it is what it is. He said that's what happened in the San Diego kicker case because the law conceded to the SDSU jurisdiction. Yeah. I mean, what do you want me to do? Did he get, and he got, he, he did not get prosecuted for it. He did not get prosecuted so for so chill. All right. Yeah. It happens. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> hey, hey, radio. He says, the older I get, the more I realize just how much my dad and men like CGA have really helped me grow into a better man. Thank you for all that you do. Shout out to you. And by the way, you're talking about California, San Diego. I have a case in Alabama that went the opposite way. So really understand every case and jurisdiction is completely different. Every jury is different. But in today's world, two drunk people Two drunk people now causes a problem for women who accuse men of stuff. It causes a problem. At Back in the day, you could just say he was drunk and aroused and it would be the end of him. Not anymore. Not anymore. And people are going to have to deal with it. But guys, you're still going to take an L on it if you do get accused. So be careful. But it could spare your ass from going to jail. Let's see here. Let's get back to the show. <laughs> Let's get it here. What are we doing here? I got, uh, oh, we have this story right here. We have the billion-dollar divorce. The billion-dollar divorce. 
Let's pull up the uh, the show here. Hold on for a second. $3.7 billion divorce. Guys, not my girl. My girl would never. The $3.7 billion divorce that you'd never heard of. Let's go ahead and take you to the show. Hyatt Hotel Air. Tony Pritzker. It says embroiled in a $3.7 billion divorce from wife of 33 years and demands judge enforce prenup. Lead attorney. Where are you, sir? Where's the lead attorney? Where's the lead attorney at? So this is a new one. This is brand new, not the oil tycoon. This is another one. Another one. And let's take a look at the people in the in the case here. Look at oh my goodness. I, I it's actually what I thought it would be. Oh, the humanity. There it is right there. There's the there's the woman that's gonna cause you pain and strife. There's your ride or die right there. And there's the house. We'll go over it. And these people right here. New, 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 new world order. <laughs> okay. Look at the guy. Where's the girl at? You know he was cheating on her. Look at this. Look at this. This the woman going to cause you strife. New, 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 new world order. All right. Wow. This is crazy. Billions. Now you fighting over billions. Um, somebody said she's 33. No, they were married for 33 years. She's not 33. They were married for 33 years. Okay, let's read the story here. Tony Pritzker. Yeah, Pritzker. The heir to the Hyatt Hotel chain is divorcing his wife of 33 years and asking a judge to enforce the prenup to protect his $3.7 billion fortune. Documents obtained by this journalist, DailyMail.com, he, age 62, and his wife, Jean, 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 is it Jean? <laughs> I don't know what it is, has split, citing irreconcilable differences, and he claimed she refused to sign a document acknowledging that their prenup is valid and enforceable. Of course she did. There was much at stake, including the couple's behemoth, um, known as the Pritzker Estate, which is the second largest residential property in Los Angeles when construction completed in 2012. And there it is right there. It's the second largest. Yeah, when you live like this, why be married? You know what I mean? But you'll live in sep um, separate wings. And uh, if you did know, yeah. I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. Okay, let's go back up. Chill out, Kanye. The 50,000-square-foot property is in the exclusive Beverly Crest area of Los Angeles between Beverly Hills and Bel Air and has a sweeping 180-degree view of the city. Okay, there it is right there. That's very nice. That's very nice. Okay, I don't know, man. It says the two married in 1989, according to documents, and have been separated since September 2022. The pair jointly signed a premarital agreement just one week before the wedding. That's a, that's done. That that's that's a wrap. They gonna toss that shit out. He lost. He lost. Sorry, brothers. He rolled the dice. One week before the wedding. I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. It's a wrap. He lost. So, well, you know. And she knew, and guys, she knew this the entire time. She was just waiting for that. She was just waiting for, oh, go ahead and divorce me. She probably told him. 
He was like, this is what he did when he came in. And he was like, and I'll tell you one other thing, pal. You got another thing coming if you're leaving with anything in this house. I own you, you Millie Mouth muskrat. I own you. And she probably said, wowza. She probably said matzo balls and all kind of crazy shit. She probably was going crazy. She was going crazy. And so he was like, I'll tell you what. I have an ironclad prenup and I'll tell you what. I'm going to throw you out on the street and leave you with nothing. You'll be at home in the five boroughs over here. She hit him with, he hit him with all of that. <laughs> all right. And said, and I'll tell you what, the next time you have a bar mitzvah with your granny and your grandson, your great, great grandson's bar mitzvah, I'll be there and you won't. And you'll be poor and I'll be in a rinse house. Mazel tov. <laughs> right, they like. I'm not going to say what race, what people. We know I can't say that. Wowza. All right, so you got some chutzpah. If you think you're going to come after me, you got some chutzpah. Mm. <laughs> I'm trying to come up with all the things that I can say here. All right. You think you have the chutzpah to mess with me over here? You'll be in the five boroughs with your girls. And your girlfriend's over in the west side of Manhattan. <laughs> right? So, all right, mm. let me stop. I'm going to get over here. I'm, I'm just... not going to say what race, <laughs> what people. We know I can't say that. All right, man. Let me stop, man. Let me stop. All right, let me see here. Let's go back to the story and bring it back in here. So, apparently what happened was she was the whole time. She was the whole time saying, do what you got to do, man. You want to divorce me? Go ahead. Divorce me? Go ahead. <laughs> and she was laughing the whole time. She was like, and let me tell you, this is the one where the girls is like, hey, listen, this guy's going to try to divorce me. I got one up my sleeve. He thinks he's going to get this prenup, but I'm going to sign it and say I signed it under duress. She's been waiting to play this card forever, and he about to lose yeah, Oive, he's about to lose ridiculously. He about to go down. Now, Tony, who runs the Pritzker Group, Pritzker, it's a private equity firm, claims in court filings that Gene, or Gian, I can't pronounce it, has refused to acknowledge the prenup as valid and enforceable. Yep. There you go, according to Divorce Docs. The prenup states that all earnings by the parties during their marriage are the separate property of the earning party and that certain joint property shall be divided equally between the couple, like that house. It also states that there is a limit to how much spousal support Jeanne or Jean is entitled to receive. Tony's attorney, the Disso Queen master, Laura Wassa, who is fresh off of her win in the Kevin Costner divorce has filed docs to force Jean or Jeanne to either acknowledge or officially challenge the prenup, uh, prenuptial agreement. According to the docs, the couple and their lawyers attended a mediation in April of this year where Tony made a comprehensive settlement offer at that time. Okay, so he did probably make her a set of, you take this in your walk. <laughs> she probably was like, and I'm really you. To date, we have received no counterproposal. 
whatsoever, and it has become evident that we will require the court's assistance to move this case forward to resolution. Yikes. Damn, ring the bell on your boy. All right, man. Guys, it's not that simple. It's not that simple, guys. And she has all the she has all the reason to fight this. He has all, she has all he says he gave her he gave her 200 mil? Is that what the offer was? You guys are looking up the story? Let me see if I can find it. Let me see if I can find it here. Uh, it says, and when you have billions of dollars, this money's floating all the way around. It says right here, but now we know it was, okay, okay, okay. They're asking the court to seal the couple's prenup as well as sensitive financial disclosures. This is what I don't like because what's going to happen is, it says Tony wants the judge to seal all documents, including his tax return, income, assets, and debts. See, this is what I don't like, and this is what women love. This is what women love. Women love to do this to you. I don't know what it is, but they like you to spill your guts. They want you to put all your income out there, you, your declarations, your, uh, your assets, your debts, credit cards, receipts. And then what happens is, unfortunately, if you are just a regular Joe, this is, becomes public information. The documents aren't sealed. And you might be moving your money away around a certain way. But in the court's eyes, they don't care about how you're moving your money around. They don't care. They're, they're not looking at it as that's, oh, you made, you wrote these things off a of tax. Okay, I got it. No, they don't care about what you wrote off, how many shell companies you have, right? Why this, why this was purchased with this personal car, but it was a business expense. They don't give a shit. Why you purchase all your cars under a business name? Because you're going to go in there and explain it. They don't give a rat's ass. So what's going to happen is they're going to have all your business, all your tax returns, all your tax IDs, any businesses that they think, you know, they got to ask you to perform uh, to disclose this. Yeah, it's a public humiliation. It's, they, they humiliate you. And then they have all of these strangers looking through your business paperwork. And then they all put connecting the dots and putting your shit together, forensic accountants. This is like... It's like, what the hell? And the judge, they all looking at this. What's this? And what's this? And looking at you, you paying off sugar babies. Oh, this happened to also Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden actually, you know, when he was going through his child support hearing, and he was also going through a tax evasion situation, really what opened the case up was the child support hearing in which they made him open up, uh, uh, disclose some documents. And then that disclosure led to um, showing that he was writing off escorts as Massage therapists or personal trainers or secretaries. Okay. It's crazy, man. And then they be looking at your stuff, man. Oh, man. They be looking at all your shit. So that's what they're doing here. And that's the, what the woman's threatening. And also, she can get a piece of the pie. Also, she could get a piece of the pie. According to the docs, the Pritzer family is well known. The risk of harm to the party's children, Tony's businesses, and his financial dealings in general by virtue of any security breach or identity theft is significantly heightened. You think she cares about this? She don't give a shit. And somebody said he did it to himself. Facts. Yep, it's an emasculation. I call it tar and feathering. It's a tar and feathering. It's almost unnecessary. In many cases, it's completely unnecessary. Like, you can settle this. Let's settle this and be reasonable. 
But uh, of course, Ninja, hey, you don't have any leverage when it comes to divorce, none. You have no leverage. You have no leverage when it comes to this. So you're trying to beg her, come on, come on, man, just, you know, all my business is going to be out here. She's just going to be looking at you like, I don't give a shit. It's going to be the coldest thing. You'll be like, hey, man, you know, uh, other people's businesses out here. Let me give you a story about this. Let me give you a story. He said, just give her $500 million. She going to turn it down. She going to turn it down. And, um, yeah, they want to destroy you and destroy your ego. They just want to kind of like, okay, they go, guys, this is why I tell you, man, be really, be really careful when you get married. I'm sure when they got married, they didn't have a billion dollars. So he didn't see this coming. I'm pretty sure he was wealthy. So that's why they had a prenup. But he probably was not a billionaire at the time. They got married 33 years ago. There's a story about this, and I'm going to tell you. There was, a one, there was a person that I was familiar with that had a, he was part of a dental group. And this is when I learned that a lot of dentists are millionaires because what they'll do is they'll get together like a firm and they'll have four or five, maybe six dentists in one firm. And they'll have a dental group and they'll just kill it right? Marketing, they'll be just work as a collective. And then they'll dice it up, divide it based on whatever they want to do. Well, in this situation, one of the men, one of the male dentists in the dental groups, wife filed for divorce. At that time, what we talk about is divorce is contagious. But what happened was because this woman went bull in a China shop, she not only opened up his books, she opened up the personal and business books of every dentist in the dental group. Not just the, not just the business, not just the business of the dental group, their personal records were opened up. So they had to come back and show how they bought their house, how they had this, where they, bruh, and, and, and the guys got together was like, man, you better get a hold of this situation here because what eventually happens in these cases is that something else is discovered and that something else could be a, an affair that another dentist was having that wasn't disclosed. Nobody knew about it until this woman, this woman opened it up and then something else was revealed in the credit card. And it was like, hey, what is this on your credit card? What is, uh, what is uh, the library? What is this place, the library in, in Huntington Beach? What is this? Why do you go to the library and take money out of this ATM? And it's a strip club where he goes get jerked off by strippers. I'm telling you. Wowza. He said, calling BS. This is absolute true. People don't believe this. I'm, I mean, please tell me what your age is if you don't believe this story. This is a story I heard from the guy that was in the dental group. I heard this. This is firsthand knowledge. And he was telling me, he was trying to tell them, like, man, get a hold of your wife. You got to watch out because now we got to get our personal and business. This is what happens when you get in business. This is an absolute truth. It's an absolute fact. One of the guys told me that's in the group. He was like, yep, we had to end up being part of the divorce case because we have a business agreement. It's an absolute fact. So, man, you guys got to watch out how these people. 48, yeah, you can try to believe me. Listen, I don't have no reason to lie. People said they've seen it. I don't have no reason to lie to you. I have no, I don't, I just want to tell you. 
I have no reason to lie about these situations. This shit happens. It happens all because of a divorce. And you're like, wow. Like, what is going on? And then you'll figure out there'll, there'll be something going on that, that will open up another door. This happens almost in, in, in many cases. When there's an investigation, the investigation is opened. Something else comes out of it, uh, an investigation they didn't even intend. I'm trying to think of some examples, but examples like this. There'll be an investigation of this, but this comes out. And they're like, oh, what is this? And they'll investigate that, and that'll be the bigger story. It happens. Somebody says, I think they just hide, hid the money too well. No matter where you hide it, it's forensic account. They're going to they're gonna, they're gonna get whatever they're going to get from you. Subpoena. It's crazy, man. But anyway, I'm, I'm done trying to prove my case on that. Now, here's the Lexington right here. They agreed to 50-50 custody of their twins. They have... Uh, a 60-car parking lot, gaming room, and all of this stuff. And there's the happy couple right here. There's the happy couple right there. Right there. There's a, there's a happy couple. Yep. But, guys, be careful what you go into. Trust me. And, dude, they said the wife, the wife did not care. The wife did not care that other people now had to expose their personal business and their businesses because I don't know if you guys know. Uh, when people have businesses, sometimes they their personal stuff collides with their business, right? Not many people are very down the line where they keep one business separated from their personal. There's always going to be leak over. So what will happen is you'll be like, yeah, but that's a business expense. And be like, well, you pay with a personal credit card. Well, what I did was there's there's a lot of that going on in business. So just understand when that happens, then you're going to have to have a story for it. So it is what it is. Just be ready to pay up. Just be ready to pay up. Let's go to the next story right here. Zaddy gives girlfriend a hall pass. Interesting story here, and we're almost at the main event. Here's Zaddy right here. Mia Thornton, age 38, had permission to sleep with other men and dumped Gordon, 71, for a richer man. Hypergamy is hell. So take a look at this right here. Take a look at this age gap and look at this ninja on here halfway showing his teeth. Niggas always gotta show they teeth. All right, and there you go right there. And he definitely got him an apex predator. She's fine as hell, right? She's a, she's a baddie. And I think what happened was, just judging from some interviews, he's saying that he could not keep up with her sexually, but he wanted her to be his partner. He wanted her to be like the face of their, you know, like he was, she was the trophy wife in essence. And, but what happened was because he could not keep up, I guess these people were on the real housewife of orange County or Atlanta or whatever, or a, a Potomac. Okay. Real housewife of the Potomac. Uh, what happened was, I think he even got two kids out of her. Look at him. He proud. He does kind of look like me though. Mm. He does look like me. All right. Uh, but because he could not keep up with her sexually, he actually said she would be able to sleep with whoever she wanted. Let's go ahead and read what's going on here. It says Gordon Thornton, soon to be ex-wife. Wait, soon to be ex of Real Housewife of the Potomac star, Mia Thornton. I never even heard of this show. Spills that he told her 
to get it on with other dudes for her needs. Quote, I know there's going to come a time where I probably won't be able to satisfy all of her needs. The 71-year-old who recently had prostate cancer surgery told TMZ in a recent interview, and it says right here, Gordon, age 71, didn't stop there revealing. He straight up told Mia or Maya, age 38, to, quote, find what she needed from another man. Quote, what, we, what really aggravates me through all of this is that I'd given her permission <laughs> this ninja right here. Uh, yeah, yeah, he got got. I mean, this is a situation you got got. I don't understand marrying her. And them kids probably ain't his. And it says it right here. And yet she still chose to sneak around, chose to lie, chose to continually change her story about what's going on and why she's leaving me. So he's heartbroken. He's heartbroken in his 70s. Guys, there's no need to marry your sugar baby. Oh, my Lord. As reported, the couple uh, parted ways in September after 11 years of marriage. He got 11 years out of her. Mia and Gordon had two children together. Allegedly, he better do DNA tests on them kids. Each of them has uh, each of them has a child from a previous relationship. They tied the knot in 2012. Yeah, she's a she's a trophy wife, guys. Uh, this is part of the deal. You get a trophy wife, it's part of the package. All right, uh, this is a, she looking like a whole who from Hoogsville. She got the whole facial surgery, reconstruction, face all tight from Botox. She got the whole damn uh, blood. She got the vein coming through her forehead because her skin's so tight, wrapped around that skull. Lots of nips and tucks, lots of makeups and all of that stuff, but she's still a good-looking woman. She plays the part of the doting suburban wife, I'm sure. Gordon expressed understanding towards Mia's needs when speaking to TMZ, but he emphasized that he told her to not uh, make her... Make him doubtful. Wait a minute. He told her to not make him doubt her truthfulness and to shield their children from any potential drama. He don't have the leverage. He don't have the leverage. What are you doing? I said she could see someone. Just don't make it public. Be careful and don't involve the kids. Well, she's still sneaking around. And I think and thinking I didn't know he added. And I'm sorry to show the kids here. But look, look at her. She just, she just, uh, Gordon claimed he discovered logs of late night phone calls between Mia and her purported new lover, specifically around two o'clock in the morning when he was not at home. I knew what was going on. He said, there, there she is right there. What is he doing? She has good skin. Yeah. I mean, she basically had the easiest job in the world. She basically had to let him fornicate with her or sleep with him um you know what 12 times a year maybe 20 have his kids and whatnot it's a wrap she's got it locked and then she got a hall pass since their separation gordon has claimed that mia has moved on to a new man who possesses the access to funds that he currently lacks i absolutely believe her leaving me now is tied to the fact that I don't have access to assets and my funds are limited at this point in time. Yep. Hey, you got got. It is what it is. Chalk it up to the game. Mia Thornton has reportedly told her ex estranged husband about her plans with the unnamed man to buy a house together and grow businesses together. That's a dumb idea. However, he alleges that the, to the media, um, 
that the reality star's relationship is primarily primarily driven by financial motives. Bro, I absolutely believe she's leaving me because she sees an upgrade. What? I mean. Yeah. Gordon added, my desire is to never, ever, ever be associated with her again beyond our co-parenting situation. Imagine finding this out at 70. <laughs> You're at 70 finding out and she looked like, never mind. If we end up getting back together and you won't, it will only truly be for some advantage for the kids. It wouldn't be for love. I mean, you weren't married for love in the beginning, in the first place. I mean, you were, Jesus. Oh, man, look at this ninja right here. God dang, man, brothers, man. Niggas always gotta show they she monk and branch, golden uh, parachute, right when your finances got tied up. She's smart. She did what she was supposed to do. What was she? She thought she was going down with the ship? Absolutely not. You think this woman's going down with the ship? Absolutely not. You got what you got out of it, and you're, you know, you got one foot in the grave, and she will watch you die, croak, choke, spit up. You thought she was going to marry her. You thought she was going to be there when you, what, what is it called? Uh, you're going to die alone. You thought she was going to die with these people. Sad. We're going to get on to the main event. Let me catch up in, with any super chats as we speak. Before we go on, shout out to the wealth manager says, beat the brakes off a of Juco for Costco gas and chili. <laughs> mm. It's amazing how it's amazing. Isn't it amazing? It's weird. It's absolutely weird. It's a weird thing out here. And the price in the bar is really low. OTOBO says this prove women kills dreams and business legacies. They destroy generational wealth and kids grow up wondering why Nothing was passed on to them, sad. Yep, they'll destroy all of this stuff. And remember, people's businesses, you know, you might think they're uh, they're going to protect you against, like, I'll have an LLC. In divorces, for the most part, when you're in a divorce, it's irrelevant. The LLC protects you from people suing you for damages, not necessarily in a marriage. They're going to bust all that up. They're going to open all that up. I've seen them. I've been in a courtroom where an attorney was like, hey, this guy has 10 businesses. And um, most of these businesses have been moved from one his name into the brother's name. And the judge was like, go after all of them. Ninja, I was like, shit. Now, y'all ninja's going to be like, no, nah, coach. What will happen was, dude, I was in a courtroom. The attorneys were sitting up there. And the guy who was had all the businesses, he was not there. He had two female lawyers. And then in the courtroom was the other lawyer. It was all women. There was a, he was the only guy, but he wasn't even there. And then the other side, it, the, the ex-wife was there with her attorney. And her attorney was sitting up there. He's got 10 businesses. He's got blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, okay, what we're going to do is we're going to open up all them businesses. So LLC only helps you when, you know, it could help you in a child support. It could help you um, if you get sued by a stranger and your personal business will not be involved in that, in that, in that, um, in that lawsuit. That's what it protects. Divorce is not a part of that. They'll open all that shit up. It's crazy. Yeah. And there's no rules in the family court. They could do whatever they want to do. <laughs> they could do whatever they want to do. Don't think they can be like, no, they have to stop at. No, they don't. The only thing that trumps and supersedes them is federal. Okay. That's it. 
That's the only thing that trumps or supersedes them. And they'll still try to violate you on that if you don't know. But anyway, man, it is, it is, it is wild as hell. I've seen some wild stuff. People think that they guns outsmart them. Now, child support is slightly different because LLC is supposed to be separate and businesses don't have children. So it could be a little, you can argue that if you're savvy enough. Your attorney's not going to argue it. If you hire an attorney, a regular ass attorney, they're not going to argue any of this. Or then likely they're just going to just bend you over and fish for lay your ass here. Lay your shit out. They don't care. They got too many cases to be worried about arguing that. But in child support, you can argue that your businesses don't have children. So this is outside of the divorce. You'll be like, hey, how are you suing the business for child support? How is a business a part of a child support hearing? Th- that, that could be raised as questionable, and you would have to challenge that. And trust me, do not walk into court thinking that you're just going to say that and they're going to fall down. Because they're just going to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then move forward. Again, there's no rules there. They have their own rules. And no one monitors them. No one monitors them. There's nothing that over them oversees them. They don't. Like, the, who oversees the family court? Who oversees the child support department? Who can you run to for an appeal? Actually, when you have a situation in, in family court, the people you appeal are the family court judges. <laughs> like, that's who you appeal. So there's your judge right there. There's your family court magistrate and commissioner. You say, I don't like what you're doing. There's no Supreme Court ninja. There's no. Now, there is if you fight it all the way. But you actually have to appeal to them. And with it, there's, there's 10 judges right here. There's right there. And your judge is in on the panel. And they're laughing at you. As you're trying to be like, dude, it's, gonna, it's an uphill battle. It's a hard fight. And you're going to have to know a whole bunch of stuff to get out of that. Anyway. He says someone's got to do something about this. Yep. Don't get married and don't have children. Or number two, just pay. Just pay the bitch off. He says somebody's got to do something. Guys. He said there's an, there is an appellate court, but it doesn't go to the appellate court first. You got to go through the supervisor uh, supervisory group. I think there's a panel. It depends on where you are, but it's a panel of the family court judges themselves. Then you can go, but they have to agree that that's what it is. Best solution, stay out of court. Yeah, but yeah, ask yourself. You're going to have to have a woman to do that. You're going to have the woman to say, hey, the best case scenario is to stay out of court. But if you have a woman that's hell-bent on embarrassing you, much of it is just to embarrass you, right? She wants to bring you in front of the tribunal, and bring you in front of people who she respects. She believes that they have some authority over you, which they do kind of. She wants to embarrass you. It's a humiliation ritual at best. So anyway, but the same thing you could do, the things you could do is don't get married. Don't have children in America. That's, that's the only thing, that's the best prevention. Anything other than that is a lot of work. Use the magnums. Don't get American women pregnant. Don't fall in love. I'm just letting you know, man. It depends on the statutes and civil. Yeah. But as you guys know, Frank, you also have to tell them. Tell them. Your attorney's not going to fight this. This is, a, this is a pro se matter, more than likely. So please let them know all this appellate stuff you're talking about. You're going to be doing this groundwork on your own. 
There's no lawyer going to be helping you. None. There's going to be absolute zero lawyers helping you. And your lawyer is going to tell you you're a fool to fight it. And you're going to fight it for years. It's not going to be an easy fight. <laughs> right? It's not going to be an easy fight. So you're going to be fighting for years, filing paperwork, going to appellate court. You're going to spend the equivalent of 100,000 man hours and tens of thousands of dollars fighting. Fighting this. No lawyer is going to be on your side on this one. So uh, figure, figure this out. I'm telling y'all the best way to do it is to not get married in America, not have kids in America. That's the best way to do it. But if you don't do, if you want to roll the dice, if you want to try to challenge me on this one and fight all of these things, I'm just telling you it's a, it's a hard fight. It, you're, you're asking for it. You're asking for it. Somebody says, I work in the law industry. Tell us more. That's all you said. Shout out to uh, Daniel. Daniel G, he says, the faces of Kaylee's, the Millie mouth is real. Yes, indeed. And he says, oh, I messed it up. He says, uh, coach, I can't unsee the Millie mouth. When I look at it, he says, the faces of Kaylee's, the Millie mouth is real. Also, the plain Jane effect is real. The plain Jane effect is real. Lane James be out here. But yeah, y'all can come gamble if y'all want. Y'all can be like, well, I'll just do this. Man, I'm telling you, man, it's a cold, cold world out here. Yep, Brad Pitt is still fighting. I know guys that fight these things, they're still fighting. We got um, El Santo. Shout out to you. No government name, SD. Says, Coach, women keep saying they, have, uh, they signed a prenup under duress, but why does no one ask them what would have been the alternative if they wouldn't have signed it why couldn't they just walk away from the wedding? Well, that's the rest. I, I would actually agree that if you give a woman, let me just say it was me. If you gave me a week, a day, leading up to a big event, a funeral, a wedding, a graduation, and you gave me a week to make up my mind as to make this thing happen or not, that is, that's pretty unfair. So when you when you get to these situations and you say the woman says most of these women say it was duress, they cannot walk away from a wedding ceremony. It takes extensive planning to plan a wedding. And you have people flying in from all over the world, more than likely. The embarrassment that this woman would have in order to cancel these reservations, dinners, these um, dresses, bridesmaids functions, uh, a wedding party, you know, these uh, photographers, videographers, this is not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. So a week is no. What is the, what is the prescription is at least six months. I would say at least a year. This is why you shouldn't rush into a wedding. I would say at least a year. I've heard TLA say six months would be ample time. Because that's time to get deposits back. Because you, you, you have a banquet hall. You're going to have all of this stuff. And then all of a sudden, you cancel a wedding a week before and you lose your deposit. I say a year. But six months. If it's anything under six months, you're looking at duress. You're looking at, you're looking at a duress argument. And it could be legitimate. It's legitimate in my book. 
It's absolutely legit, legitimate. Steven Jackson's story, everybody keeps saying it. Dude, he he presented the prenup months prior, went through marriage counseling, and then it wasn't being signed, which she, the woman that did not sign it was hell-bent on not signing it. She was holding her ground. She was standing her ground. And she stood her ground by refusing to sign it. He shows up at the wedding and says, if you don't sign, I'm walking away, which she said, I'm not signing, and he walked away. And the simps, the, the simp pastor was saying, come on, man, you can't do this to her. I agree with both of them. Steven Jackson did the right thing. But let's just say this. Even if she signed it, he would have lost. Even if she signed it, even if she signed it that day, he would have lost. It would have been a no, it would have been a no contest. That prenup would have got tossed. So the thing is, he walked away, which was the right thing to do. And that's where you have to stand your ground. Okay, you don't want to do it. The best thing you do when you have that funny feeling is do what Steven Jackson did, walk. Now, but what other people do is you let her drag her, drag her feet, drag her feet. Okay, and then you let her get under that six-month timeline. She knows it's duress, and she signs it. And she knows from that day forward, I the guy screwed. The prenup means nothing. Remember, the, merit, the divorce is planned before the wedding, and that's prime example. Any woman that signs a prenup the week before, the day of, she knows that means nothing. But once you cross that line and marry her, she's, she's got you. She got you hooked. And she knows it. She wins. The divorce is planned before the wedding. Anyway. Yeah, man. He was strong. Go, Steven Jackson, I admire him for walking out of that door. That's exactly what men should do. In fact, we tell you, your strength, your power is your ability to walk away. I know guys want to try to figure this out. And what do we do when this? Your biggest strength is to walk away. When you walk away, they have no power. They can't do anything to you. You walk away from an engagement. You walk away before the, you buy the engagement ring. Walk away when you see red flags. Walk away when they don't cooperate. That's it. Once you go past the walk away and you miss your walk away opportunity, she has the advantage. Can you still work around the advantage? Slightly. But your biggest way is to your biggest power in this game that we have to reclaim and i've said this millions of times your biggest power is to walk off the job just walk away they got nothing for that shout out to stranger danger with the sponsorship he says love you coach pause keep cooking brother keep cooking thank you brother we about to cook these straggle daggles too. Cesar V says, hopefully she makes a lot of money on her businesses so she can pay child support and alimony. Maybe not. Maybe not. Macaroni Tony, he says, don't want to hear ish from slow ninjas that don't give blue chips, that you don't give blue chips. He says, you dropped a huge game just now. Indeed, thank you, brother. The blue chips was dropped. I was draining them from deep. And he says, slow ninjas be like, so when you cold approach a girl, when I cold approach a girl, do I say my name is third leg Greg too? Or do I switch it up? Thanks for the game, coach. And he says, sounds like Gordon. 
caught himself a nympho and couldn't handle it. This just supports your theories even more. Uh, yeah, and women are hy hypersexual. And she flooded him with sex, and he thought he was going to keep up. He was 60 years old. He couldn't keep up with no, I think she was 28. He was 60 at the time. He couldn't keep up with her. He was well out of his range, but he wanted to marry her and have a trophy broad. You're going to pay the piper. Okay, let me get these four, and I'm going to get on with the show. We got our man, Mike. Uh, Michael says, oh, and I just got the Free Agent Lifestyle book about three-fourths of the way, three-quarters of the way, and it is fire. He says, makes too much sense, and even if you had to modify it, the Free Agent Lifestyle is it. He says, thanks for your work. You're doing again. Appreciate you, and thanks for the, getting the book and reading it as well. Indeed. I know. I know a lot of guys will tell you, uh, I, I, there was a guy, he's a player guy. He's a PUA. He teaches you how to hold masculine frame in court. He teaches you how to get your woman to cooperate during the divorce. And I'm going to tell you, if you listen to that guy, you're an idiot. Now you can listen to him about other things, but that's absolutely crazy. Is it Asa, Mr. ASA Taylor or Miss? I'm not sure. I'm hoping it's Mr. I don't want to offend you. He says, Coach, gets me through these days when I work both jobs just paying my dues to the BMTF. The Baby Mama Terror is fun. He says, get on your money mindset, fellas. Get on the money mindset pronto. For those of you under 30, this brother be out here spitting facts. Thank you, Coach. Giving y'all just straight-up knowledge out there. Straight-up knowledge. Street knowledge and life knowledge and financial knowledge. We got Kayla says, men, never let your wife have sex with another man. Letting her get pounded out by another dude while she's still on your dime is a massive L. Just get rid of her on the spot if you feel you can't perform in a bedroom anymore. Men do have um, survivor's guilt because we don't want to be seen as tossing a woman out on the streets, right? So, you know, what, what we'll do is say, I will be in an open relationship and we'll just do this. We'll just do that. Guys, you're negotiating with somebody who doesn't play fair shout out to uh leon he says leon's tipsy history women get top position in businesses on rare or uncommon occasions i recall gm promoting mary Farah to ceo in 2014 in the beginning of senate hearings of gm's neglect and knowing about faulty ignition switches and not fixing it on their chevy cobalt mostly to get a lesser fine from the government. Guys, that is absolutely a fact. That's an example of what I've talked about. One scenario was opened up, right? And these things happen. Uh, that happened with female officials in the NFL and female coaches. Why are there female coaches? Let's see if you guys know this. If you listen or you know this on your own, why do we have female coaches and female referees in the NFL today. There's one incident and one incident and reason alone that that happened. This is why. It wasn't because they were on the crusade and women deserve it. There's only one reason that that happened. This is an example of what I talked about. One thing happens and it opens the door for this. Anybody know the situation why the NFL has female coaches and female refs? And it's not because the NFL thought it was time to make it happen. There was one event that made it happen. Somebody said Title IX. Nope. 
not Title IX. There you go. McGinnis got it. Right there. Money grab. Nope. There was one reason. Let's see if somebody else gets it. Not women in the locker room. Not me too. Yep. Shot X got it. Ray Rice. Ray Rice. When Ray Rice uppercutted his wife in the in the elevator, <laughs> and they let Ray Rice keep playing football, and they didn't suspend his ass and give him the death penalty, meaning that they didn't kick him out of the well, they pretty much blackballed him. Ray Rice. Ray Rice incident forced the because the women group, the women's groups came after the NFL. The women's groups came after the NFL for that. They're like, what? You didn't punish him? And they had the video of him straight uppercutting her. Now, she did hit him first, but that's neither here nor there. But the way they slipped, they mishandled the Ray Rice situation. You eventually saw them basically have to negotiate with the women's group. Now, the women's group was like, hey, hey, listen. If you're going to do this and you let people beat their wives up like this, what we're going to do is we're going to protest. We're going to do this. We're going to call you women haters. We're going to let you buy. We're going to let you hand. We're going to let you have it. Now, Ray Rice had to switch up. Ray, Ray Rice's wife had to come out. Oh, well, you know, I did mess around. I was talking. But they mishandled the situation. They did not punish him like they should have punished him or how the society thought they should punish him. Part of that down the line, you see now, the women's group was like, you need more female officials. You need more coaches. We need more women in the game. You need to wear pink gloves and hats and shit. It is what it is. Yep, she hit him and spit on him. I actually broke that video down. But that's why you got pink gloves. That's why you got female assistant coaches. That's why you got female referees from that one incident. See, one incident creates another thing. This is what happens in divorce. All of a sudden, these things happen. And then if you have a business guy that gets divorced, now you're getting drug in. It's in, in, interesting. So, yeah, blame, blame Ray Rice or blame uh, Roger Goodell for mishandling the situation. But that's what happened. You give the other group leverage. They're like, we're going to protest you, and we're going to make sure... And they're like, we don't want you to protest. We want you to buy our pink gloves and hats. We want you to know your daughter can one day have a future. Now you got female flag football in high school. I'm telling you, and I'm not saying it shouldn't be. I'm just telling you, that's how things happen. But, you know, <laughs> it's always a ripple effect. Uh, let's see here. Where we at? Uh, let me get into the uh, story right, real quick. Let's get into the story about... This woman right here, Kayla Nicole, dear black girls. This is an absolute, oh, wait a minute. What's going on here? Oh, here we go right here. Where's the video? Okay, first it was this. Everybody knows about the Taylor Swift controversy with him, uh, uh, Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, dating Taylor Swift. Now, I don't know if this is a, a real thing, but the NFL has gone overboard to promote this, and they're trying to have crossover appeal. People don't understand why they're trying to get crossover Taylor Swift fans. Taylor Swift is one of the biggest, um, has one of the biggest fan bases out here, along with Beyonce, Ariana Grande, Selena Gomez. Like these people have 
These people have big, long money, long dough, and they will spend it. Taylor Smith just Smith Taylor Swift just went on a world tour with a bunch of women that look just like her, all in the audience, and a bunch of Reading Rainbow. If they can open that up to um, them buying jerseys, they'll do it. NFL is an organization. They're not just a football uh, organization. They're an organization where they need to make money. Okay, so um, this is what it is. We already discussed what it possibly can be. But the odd thing about it is since this happened, black women have come out the woodworks, okay? One in particular named Maya Benberry, and she warns Taylor Swift about her cheater ex, Travis Kelsey. I've actually covered this story, but this is the woman here. She's been on Inside Edition, any one of these rag mags out there trying to um, say that Travis Kelsey's a bad guy. Okay, this is the one woman right here. And he has a certain type of model, Instagram model that he's been dating, right? He's like black women. And you can see that he's kind of one of those white guys with flavor. All right, that's basically how I can describe him. Yeah, he's, got, he's a white guy with flavor. He's a John B. You know what I mean? He's a Paul Wall. Paul Wall type ninja. All right. Fofos, I'm tipping. Uh, let's see here. And uh, then, then there was this woman right here, which was the previous one, which was probably the most well-known of Travis Kelsey's mates, which is a woman named Kayla Nicole. Now, there is another Kayla Nicole internet personality. That woman looks nothing like this woman. But she speaks out with a message to preserve your heart. And black women and men have been going crazy saying this is a downgrade, right? We've heard things about this is a downgrade. How could he go from Taylor Swift or these thick booty models? And how could he go to this? And people are backing up. Taylor Swift fans are like, how dare you? Okay, they're in the bedroom in their house, 16, 17 years old. How dare you? They're in their college dorms. Like, are you crazy? You're talking about Taylor Swift, and everybody's like, she has flat booty. Then just she's a billionaire, or she has access to billions of dollars. And everybody put Kayla Nicole down and said, bitch, she's a, this is a broke bitch. In fact, I'll actually prove it later. I'll actually prove it on the dynamics of the relationship between her and Travis Kelsey. So this woman, Kayla Nicole, is now speaking out about preserving your heart. And it is a thing that she calls Dear Black Girls. Now, Here's the thing. This woman has been notoriously dating at least one white man. And now she's want to come back and say, hey, dear sisters, we've been taking a beating out here. And I've been taking a beating. And our sisterhood has been put up against the white woman. Who, um, let me just be truthful. Black women are highly insecure of white women. Highly insecure. And uh, no matter what white women do, black women are going to be out there to, you know, be victimized by it whether it's a white woman that puts braids in her hair, like she puts braids in her hair, like black, like black people own braids. Ninja Asian people got braids. Everybody doesn't wore braids in their hair. But black women, well, you know, you can't, white women can't wear braids. They can't dance. They can't do any, any sexy dances. You know, and all they offbeat. Anything that they do, it's all bad. Oh, they ain't got no ass. It's just been a constant barrage of low self-esteem attacks towards white women. And I'm not pedestalizing white women. I'm just telling you. It's quite obvious. They're calling them culture vultures and, uh, you know, race. And it's actually funny because much of the things that black women do is actually copying the white woman. That's neither here nor there. Blonde wigs, long hair, extensions, hair length, straight hair. 
perms, keratin treatments. Like, it's all mimicking white women. So there's some insecurity, but there's also a, ah, they ain't as good as us, and they want to be us, and they want to be like us, but they don't like us. This is all insecurity. Cultural appropriation, it's all insecurity, and it reeks of massive insecurity. And it's sad to see. Because let me just tell you, white folks, white women ain't even thinking about y'all half the time other than the fact that they admire your courage from a distance. They just won't let you live in the neighborhood. That's all. But it's actually weird to see on a constant basis. It's actually weird. And then what will happen is I'll just date a white man and I'll go get a white man. I'm like, you ain't going to get no white man. It's, you're not going to get one. Right, most of y'all ain't even equipped, prepared, or to, ready to deal with one. If you do, you better be in full submission and learn how to zip your lip, which is going to be damn near impossible. Now, let's go into this woman right here as she gives us her, her, uh, her little poem. Before we play it, I'm going to show you this. This is a video that got her dumped by Travis Kelsey. If you didn't know, and I'm going to pull up another video, remind me, Travis Kelsey's girlfriend here, this Kayla Nicole, was very outspoken as Travis Kelsey's girlfriend. Now, her running mate was Brittany Mahomes. Brittany Mahomes is the wife of Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes' wife, Brittany, and Kayla Nicole were buddy-buddy. In fact, there are several scenes during Super Bowls where Kayla Nicole was running her mother-sucking lips and thinking she was in prime position with Travis Kelsey. She thought she could do what Brittany Mahomes did. She thought she could be up there saying this and doing that and telling them what they need to do, telling them what the organizations, telling them what plays they need to run. She was all up in the videos, all up on the record, all up on the internet, dancing. She thought she had it on lock. Then she found out she didn't have it on lock. What happened was Cam Newton had something to say about women being traditional. And I actually agree with Cam Newton. Cam Newton has some semi-RP talking points. He probably listens to the coach gang. Shout out to Cam Newton. Probably coach gang. And what Cam Newton was saying was, even I as a millionaire black man can't get women to respect me. And he says, what happens to the traditional women? Now, this is a guy who actually impregnated stripper multiple times, but that's neither here nor there. This video right here is in response to Cam Newton. This was prior to the breakup. In fact, when this video came out, she was still with Travis Kelsey. After this video was released by her and she was running her lips, she was promptly dumped by Travis Kelsey. Like thereafter, like not that far after this video was released. Let me go ahead and play the video. From y'all sending me this Cam Newton interview. I saw the interview. I saw the interview. I haven't said nothing about it because I think it's foolish that we have to keep having this same tired conversation about the qualities that make a woman of substance. This man said that you need to be able to cook and know when to be quiet. Cause that's what his mama did. Like boy, go take your mama then. Um, all right, and Cam responded, okay, I'm with her. I'm with my mom. Okay, so this is, again, remember, this woman is a, what people would call a swirler. She's dating a white professional athlete. She's calling Cam Newton boy. She's actually reinforcing what Cam Newton said. Hey, I'm a black man who makes millions of dollars. I'm a Super Bowl quarterback, and I can't even get women to be willing to do what I need her to do. 
And she reinforces that. Boy, go back to your mama. This is how, uh, unfortunately, I have to say this. Black women have a habit of treating black men like this. Again, I have no dog in the fight. But they have a, uh, uh, it doesn't matter who you are. You could be a billionaire. And they'll be calling you boy and your mama, you a mama's boy ass. It, it, it's, it's one of those things that you cannot get over. And they'll do it publicly, which, you know, I can understand it privately, but they'll do it publicly. This man said that you need to be able to cook and know when to be quiet. Because that's what his mama did. Like, boy. Go take your mama then. Yeah, man. Yeah, see, I mean, listen. He only asked for two things. Cook and learn to be quiet. I Listen, listen. I'm, if I'm paying the bill, I definitely going to call for that. Ma'am, many miles time. I always tell women that I'm with, this is not the time for you to be talking. And this isn't to be disrespectful. But listen, pump some brakes on the lips. Just because you have a tongue and lips and teeth don't mean ne not, something needs to come out of it. There's a time to be quiet. And it's not because you're a woman. There's a time just because you got the mouth and I got two ears. Don't mean I'd be listening to your shit. Sit over there quietly. We got a 20-minute car ride. We don't need to be talking the entire 20 minutes. Learn to be quiet. Find something to talk about, to think about. And think about something before you say it. Because you actually... <laughs> All right, because I ain't got no time. So here we go here. Let's get into the show right here. This is Fox News picking it up. And let me just give a little bit of a thing here. Apparently, Taylor Swift's fans, these young white women, these flat-backed chicken cutlets, they were mad at Travis Kelsey's girlfriend. I believe Caitlyn Nicole really didn't say anything, just to be honest with you. Much of the backlash came with people tweeting the difference between Taylor and Kaylee, Kayla. Right, how could Travis leave a girl like Kayla? Look at her ass and thighs. Then Taylor Swift fans were like, what? And even men, some men took both sides like, nah, man, she a billionaire. Some men said I could never even for a billion bucks, right? So you did have the Taylor Swift fan slam Kayla and Kayla said nothing. The people who said something was, you know, this woman said something. I will say Kayla said nothing initially, if I'm not mistaken. She was just a innocent, she was just a victim of circumstance. Now, she kind of deserved it, but she didn't say anything. It was the Taylor Swift fans that came after her. Let me see if I can find some um let me see if I can find some um examples of what the Taylor Swift people had said about her. And this is Kayla. Oh, wait a minute. Can you see this right here? This is this is Kayla Nicole uh showing her best quality, which is her legs. She has great legs, great bum. But as you can see, in terms of class, position, to elevate yourself, this is not the woman that's going to elevate you. I know black women don't want to hear this, especially if you're a white football player. This ain't it. This is not it. I'm just being frank with you. I know you might think this is the case because you live in Jacksonville, Milwaukee, Gary, Indiana, and this is common. You think that this is it. Girl, slay. But Travis Kelsey now appears on a Lowe's commercial, a Pfizer commercial, a Campbell Soup commercial. He also appears on a, um, I, I can't even name the amount of commercials this ninja been on in the last five weeks. The nanny goat is busy with this guy. This guy is taking his career to the next level. And Kayla Nicole is not it. This is great if you're going to be at the nightclub going around, ch chilling in Indianapolis, 
and if you want some street cred with the cornerbacks and the wide receivers, right? The cornerbacks and the wide receivers and all these ninjas, they think you're cool. When you get over to the offensive linemen and the tight ends, they think you're trashy. Mm. Yeah, Experian was another one. State Farm. I mean, he's on five commercials with five different companies, maybe even more than that. This is not going to get it. And unfortunately, black women don't hold this position in our country. I'm not saying should they or not. I'm just saying they don't own and hold this position. They will almost inevitably never be the face of a high-status corporate white guy. Very rare, especially a woman like this, right? I mean, listen, she's good for ghetto loving. She's good for pump and dump and freak and all of this stuff. But she doesn't know, wait, clearly she doesn't know her role and she's not willing to shut her mouth. She's not willing to play the game. Listen. This man said that you need to be able to cook and know when to be quiet. Because that's what his mama did. Like, boy. See, could you imagine you're at a banquet for Experian, Campbell's Soup, okay, Lowe's, Home Depot, whatever you're doing, uh, Pfizer, and you walk in with Kayla Nicole. Let me just show you. This is the problem that people don't want to acknowledge. I'm just hitting you with the truth. You walk in with this. Hey, this is my girlfriend. He realized I couldn't do it. This is not going to work. Taylor Swift in an association where people perceive that the, there's a relationship is way better than that right here. He can get in, guys, he can get any woman. Like how many women look like this? Right. How many women look like this? This is the other woman right here. He can get this any day of the week. Now he's allegedly messing with white OnlyFans models. So this is the plight. Unfortunately, I didn't create these rules. There are outliers and exceptions to the rules where black women can be the face of this. I don't think they're going to be anything like these women. They're not going to be like these Instagram models. These are only for wide receivers, cornerbacks, running backs, and um, and uh, safeties. Yeah, this is these are these these players right here. The safeties, the wide receivers, the cornerbacks, and the defensive backs. These guys can pick up girls like this because none of these ninjas is going to be face of the franchise. None of these ninjas going to get endorsement deals unless they're Deion Sanders. When you talk about O line, quarterback, tight end. <laughs> You talk about offensive now, now, yeah, the defensive ends, yeah, the, these are for the defensive ends, the Lawrence Taylors. These are these are the D ends. You know what I mean? You talk about tackle, offensive guard, right tackle, left guard, blind side. You talking about quarterback? You talk about tight end, mm. kicker, punter. None of these girls are gonna fit the mold. <laughs> Right, none of these boys go fit the boat. This is not the girl for you. You can't not parade her around the stadium. You can early in your career, but later on, <laughs> yeah, kickers. Yeah, this, this is not the girl. Not and Travis Kelsey. Somebody told him he was like, "Look, I want some endorsement deals." They was like, "You guys, you got to get rid of these straggle daggles. <laughs> you got to get rid of these straggle daggles, right? You can't be out here and pray." He said, and they probably told him. Last thing you need to do is impregnate one of these straggles. You can't impregnate this girl. She's going to drag you down. She's going to have your ass in child support court 
$15,000 a month. Now, people are going to, white women do it too. Ninja, they accept it. That's expected. They'll pay her off. But they'll go straggalicious on him, revealing text messages and screenshots and shit. All right, so watch out. Now, let's listen to this woman right here. This woman is named, um, this is Kayla Nicole. This is her response. Dear black girls, we're going to break it down. All right, hold on for a second. Uh, let's see what she's talking about. All right, there it is right there. Let's see if we're ready for this. Y'all ready for this? All right. Yeah, we're ready. Let's see what she has to say. Hey, guys. Kayla here. It's always been really important for me to use my platform not to create division, but to elevate and unite women, black women specifically. So I prepared a letter and would like to share it with you today. I, I got a question before we go on here, because, you know, the, the, the black women I deal with, I hear this commonly. There has to be some flowetry. There has to be some letter. You know what I mean? We have to get some Maya Angelou out. We got to get Ofri Winfrey in. We got to get, uh, we got to get Miss Seeley out. Why is this always this sense of we got to unite under thing and make you the, we got to get some own bile to come out. Some own biles come out. There's automatically this support system that didn't exist prior to this. It was cutthroat. Every woman for themselves and go get your bag, sis. Now, all of a sudden when there's the chips are down, She's sitting up there like, all right, black women, we're going to get a letter together and we're going to do this. And this is crazy to me. I think it's hypocritical. Because they, they're going to say there's division, but they cause the division. They're causing the division. I'm, I'm just being completely honest. Toward Tony Morrison, they cause the division and then they call for everybody to get together. And it's normally the harmed party. Like, I've been harmed. Let's get together, black women. Now, I think that's going to be a flawed strategy. All right, let's continue here, but we'll listen to it. Dear black girl, they may call you a traitor for falling in love. You'll hope the ones closest will protect you, but you will quickly find out that people don't protect what they don't value. They'll say you're too much, too provocative, too boisterous, too out. All right, all right, stop, stop. I wish I could rewind it. Um, you're too provocative? Hold on for a second. This woman said, this will see again. <laughs> see, when you were when you were dressing provocatively, people told you, hey, you probably shouldn't wear that. You probably shouldn't do this. You probably shouldn't display yourself like that. Girl, you can't tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. I got confidence. This is me slaying, slay, slay, sis, slay. Don't listen to them. So it's slay, slay, slay. But why aren't you dressed? I'm looking at your picture now. Why aren't you dressed like this delivering this statement? Now you got the whole Megan Thee Stallion bob and the nice blouse. Now you now you dressing like you're a professional. It was slave before. before. Now all of a sudden you're here prim and proper. You see the difference? Like this is hypocrisy here. You got caught in your bullshit. Where you at slaying? All right, where's the slay go? Let's continue spoken and in the same breath tell you that you're not enough not successful enough not wholesome enough okay so she's talking about that taylor swift is a billionaire okay so she's definitely been hurt and harmed by that and i, I understand her pain on this one because to be honest again she didn't say nothing all right so people were automatically speaking for her and uh she got caught in a crossfire maybe not even intelligent enough They'll say you deserve the backlash and embarrassment because of your blackness. You should have known better. Um, 
I'm being I'm being honest here. I I I kind of see what she's saying, but I don't. I, I I don't really I can't really agree with that 100. percent But I need what I see what she's saying. Let's continue. They'll even try to tie your value to your net worth. But there, black there it is right there. Black girl, a black girl. A, listen, most black women are always talking about their net worth. We make more than you ninjas. Okay, so now you thought because you made more, you had an opportunity to do what? Get in a better position? She's a journalist from what they describe. I don't know what that means. I don't know what she's a journalist of, but she was making money until another woman came up and made more money. Level up, level up, bitch. Taylor Swift came in with the bag. What, what are you mad at? Everybody can level up. If women can level up, men can level up. And you got leveled up on. Take that L. Let's continue. Please remember, your value lies elsewhere. No, no, it doesn't. It do Okay, I would want to know. I, I'm pausing it here because I can't rewind it. Where does your value lie? Because all I hear is educated, degree, most educated, money. We make more money than you broke, dusty-ass, dirty-ass ninjas. I got me a white man. I'm tethered. I don't need you ninjas. I, that's what I saw. That's what you were doing. You were trying to play that game. Now it backfired on you. Where does your value lie? I'm all ears. Let's continue. Your value is deep within your heart. The way you love, the way you give. Your value is in your resilience. All right. Some more Maya Angelou shit. This is some more Maya Angelou shit. All right. Um, this is all your values are deep inside your heart. Something in my heart. Something in my heart. It's got me hooked on you. Man, that, that's all garbly goop. And it's all bullshit. Highly insecure. Highly insecure, and your value don't your value should lie there, but I don't believe this shit. Let's continue. Your willingness to forgive. The way you protect what means most to you, even if it hurts you along the way. Bulls. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. This means nothing. This is all just this is all just. Pfft. Yeah, this is chicken bock. All right. This is all just. It's either feel-good words that, you know, oh, dear, black girls. And they feel good. Yes, silence. Say it louder for the people in the back. Yeah, girl, yeah, that's what we need to do. Tomorrow, they're going to be twerking, eating chicken wings, stealing chicken. I mean, it is what it is. Be mad if you want. Tomorrow, they're going to forget about it. And slay. I don't give a shit what they say about me. Now, now it sounds like you care. Because you really do. Just, just stop hiding behind you don't care. Only God can judge me. My value, I know my worth. Stop hiding behind that. Now, all of a sudden, you care, you're hurt. I mean, I've seen a lot of black women in my life be in this situation. My mother, sisters, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know uh, relatives, where they got to eat crow. Uh, black women tend to be hard on the outside, soft on the inside. A lot of what you see on the exterior is not really them. It's what they believe people, sh you know, they don't want to look like they're getting used and abused like they may have been in the past. So they'll come out here with this hardcore shell, and eventually they'll, they'll collapse and crumble and cry and be all in a puddle on the floor, whether it's in a church, and they'll need the sisters to pick them up. It's their plight. It's what they carry in this country. There's a lot of trauma behind it. I'm sorry I didn't create this world. I was given this world. I didn't make it. But this is what happens. All that tough exterior, they really just soft, as a goddamn toilet tissue on the inside. Then when they start crying, there's nobody else there. It's just them. And then they'll try to gather all everybody else around. All right, sisters, 
All right, the sisters of Brewster Street. All right, now the sisters of Brewster Street got to gather around and, and we got we to gotta chip at the wall. <laughs> anyway, we got to chip the wall down and all of our trauma and slavery. Now we got to hear about slavery, black girl. Why did we get here? When she's saying all of this, when she was up under that white man, it is what it is. Let's continue. And the way you stand up for what means most to you, even though they may not ever do the same. But black girl, respectfully, let me stop you there because you don't have to participate in this tumultuous, often one-sided journey. Preserve your heart. Even when they try to quantify your character and test your boundaries, you do not have to engage. You do not have to respond because there is power in your silence. All right, so I agree with her here. And that's, the, that's what I use when people come out against me and they don't have a legitimate issue, right? You just sell out. You're Uncle Tom. You can't get bitches. I, I never respond. So she's right there. Um, and I will admit she didn't respond. She didn't say anything. She was dragged into this. Now, she was dragged into this by association. But she didn't have to respond. But she felt the need to give this message to young black women. Let's continue. And you can use that same power to silence the noise and the self-doubt. Silence the voices within that want you to give in to this demoralizing and antiquated narrative. Oh, no, 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 no. No, we ain't doing this. Antiquated narrative. Now we're bringing back years and years of history, trauma, and the generations of black women before. And what does that have to do with this? You see what I mean? Like, this is what she's doing here. That has nothing to do with this. Now, listen, if you want to present yourself as this, this is who you are, fine. But she's trying to play, have her cake and eat it too. All right, you see how she's dressed now? All of a sudden, she covered up to deliver this message. Let's continue. Tap into that power. Because I know, girl, the rage of the world is loud. But black girl, your God is louder. What is this black girl thing going on here? I'm highly confused as to how this has to do with black women. I mean, I get it. I get it, but I don't get it. I think, I don't know why she's going there with this. I, I, I can see why she did because it's Taylor Swift audience versus her audience. And yes, it, it has become a racial issue, unfortunately. But I don't think what she's delivering here is going to be valuable information because eventually they're just going to go back to, I'll do what I want to do. Well, a part of that is, yeah, you'll get judged. You can be judged out here. And your tribe is stronger. No, that's false. That's bullshit. It's only strong when you want to get together in Kumbaya. When y'all be out there hoeing again and nobody be holding them accountable, it's not strong. This is all not true. Your blood runs deeper and is filled with strength. And when you finally find the strength to speak your truth, it is your voice that will help you. Uh, All right, all right, all right. Because black girl, let me tell you, you're not in this alone. And even though sometimes I too ask, why me? I'm reminded that this isn't just about me. This isn't just my story, a singular experience. My truth, trauma, and vulnerability is a relatable part of the human experience. I know I'm not alone. And I want to make sure that you know you aren't either. Uh, Yeah. uh, In our country, black women do have it tough, right? I mean, listen, I'm not saying, I'm not caping for them, but in their world, because they're hypersensitive to a lot of things, because they're limited in many, many ways. They do have it tough. You know what I mean? This constantly told that their hair is not good enough. And um, 
Not that other cultures don't have that, but the other people don't have that. And for a woman, that hair means everything. So they're going to be super hypersensitive when it comes to their hair just alone. Then their body shape. And then also a lot of people start capitalizing on their body shape, style, dance, rhythm, and they never do. But black men are in the same boat here. Black men are in the same boat. Uh, Let's continue here. And, And it would help that if black women and black men were united, to get through this, it would actually help. However, even this woman is not even united with black men, and she's talking to this little black girl shit. She's, she's talking about her relationship with a white man. So this is why I don't buy the race argument here. Not saying that you can't be pro-black or, or, or say anything about it because you dated white or outside your race, but to now bring this in and be like, my black kid, even when, by the way, even when Kanye West did that, I called him out. Kanye West was talking about my little black kids this and my little black kids that. I said, no, don't start now because when you was making them racially ambiguous babies, you wasn't thinking about them being black at all. You were thinking about them having good hair and being able to get credit and being able to move to white neighborhoods and all that shit. All right, so mm. I, don't, I don't buy that. And listen, I'm being, I'm being equal here. On days where I feel most inadequate, I have to remind myself that I am have been, and will always be more than enough. That, this is not true. I mean, this is, this is highly not true. This comes out of insecurity. This comes out of knowing your position. It's going to be tough for you. You already know it. Now, the reason why I don't feel bad is because they kind of make their bed, right? They make their bed with the behaviors that they do, right? Where the men or the women that want to rein this type of behavior in, They never listen to them. I'll do what I want to do. And then they come back with this instead of apologizing. See, you should just apologize. You know, I was wrong. I was wrong for being out here in the skeezer. Thought I had me a man. I was wrong for being a whore. And now I came out here. That's what she should have said. Like, that would have been more of a good video where she was like, you know what? I learned my lesson. I was out here being a skeezer, dressing the part, tattoo under my booty cheek. And then now... I lost out on a good deal. That's what she should have said, but she didn't say it. Instead, she hid behind this black girl magic shit, and she got what she deserved. That's all I'm saying. You got what you deserve, and you got the critique. You got the critique that you that was necessary. You got caught up in a crossfire. You got the critique that was necessary. So eat them L's. Take that L and keep it moving. Look, we love, we hurt, we heal, but always remember that your story is yours to tell. What does this mean? These are all buzzwords. This means nothing. She fumbled the bag. Let me just remind you, if you just need a reminder, she fumbled the bag. Conversation about the qualities that make a woman of substance. This man said that you need to be able to cook and know when to be quiet. Because that's what his mama did. Like, boy. Go take your mama then. See? Again. See, this is black women not taking that L. <laughs> this is what this is. This is what this is what not taking an L looks like. This is what not accountability looks like. So this is what this is what you're seeing. We need to do this and we need to have the heart and our inner strength and our circle and our lineage and our blood has history of trauma and triumph. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. 
Mets caller. Now, I, that's not what I saw you doing earlier. Hold on for a second. And you never know whose life it may touch because there is so much power in community and connection. Bullshit. There's no power in community. There's no United. There's no UNITY. Where was you at when you were sitting in the suites with Brittany Mahomes? Were you in the community then? Nope. This is why I don't call for this stuff, man. Go ahead. Eat that L. So, dear black girl, when the world gets dark and times get hard, when you feel like your back is against the wall and your hands are tied like nobody knows or understands what it takes to be you, remember that you are a part of something way bigger. What? What, what is that? I can't wait to hear what that is. What are you a part of that's way bigger? What? What? Because I'll tell you what it is in a minute, but let me continue here. This is only a small chapter in your story. And if you need help, there are resources like therapy, prayer, oh, boy. and community. Oh, Jesus. None of those exist as a solution. All three of those are phony. <laughs> like therapy, prayer, and what? Community? Jesus. All right, let's continue. To help you make it through. But most importantly, I want you to remember that you are loved. Oh, boy. You are valued. By who? You are allowed to take up space. You deserve protection. Oh, Jesus. And your feelings, they matter too. Solely because you're a black girl. What? <laughs> I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Let's go. Because you're a black girl. I mean, I don't, I don't get this, man. This is, this is, I get, you know, maybe she's trying to get them all together because Taylor Swift Army came in on them, all right, and gave them the business. But what? I don't get this at all. This makes no sense. It may make sense to you because it, this is just empty words. Sincerely. What? A black girl. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. This is all wrong. That that essentially is the equivalent of I'm sorry. I'm sorry I messed up. <laughs> right? I'm sorry I messed up. Hey ladies, we need to get our shit together. Where was that at? You know, we need to get our shit together. We might need to listen to these people because we be getting <laughs> Yo, I mean, there was not one sincere apology. There was not, hey, I learned from this. Hey, this is what we could do better. You know, we knew we need to really control our image. We need to not stop stop out here hoeing these streets. We need to actually acknowledge the fact that we need to have a better relationship with black men. They completely, they did not, they completely did she did she disregarded black men in the entire statement, which I already tell you, black men or black women are a separate race. They're a separate whole race category. She didn't acknowledge black men one time. Basically, we don't need these ninjas anyway. We're going to be better than them, and we're going to be more community-based, or and we're going to tell them ninjas what to do at the end of the day. I think that was a sad, again, that's all no accountability in this situation here. The only thing I'm going to say about this is I don't think she was the, I don't think she originally asked for this smoke. She got drug into this. And she got, she got some, she got some damn, she got, she got beat up. She got beat up in the process. But now she had, this is her apology for this. 
Remember, she she took that L. It's crazy. All right, man, let me get on with the show here. Hit the like button on the way out. Shout out to JC says, it's crazy seeing that old man go through this. Broken heart syndrome is a real cardiac condition, and he's risking his life at this point. Health is wealth. Shout out to you. Shout out to Genetic Freak. I'm at the JUCO tonight and went to a steakhouse by myself afterwards. They were playing the Thompson Twins. Hold me down. I was laughing so hard. Oh, hold my heart. You know what black women need? A hug. They need a hug. They need to get huggy buggy. They need a hug, man. Now, I ain't going to do it, but you can do it. They need a hug. They've been going through a lot. They go through a lot. Much of it self-inflicted. So, <laughs> much of it self-inflicted. Their, their stubbornness is, cannot be understated. They're completely stubborn. And even when they apologize, that's what you get. It's just sad to see. And I've left the community, one of the reasons. But I, listen, I've had other races of women do such similar things. But it's sad to see them continually just go backwards like this. They need to get huggy-buggy. All right, where we at? Somebody needs to hug them. And tell them it'll be okay. And tell them their hair is nice when it's snappy. You know what I mean? That's what they need. But I ain't going to do it. Shout out to J.J. Frost says, walking away. He says, walking away, let them know you know your worth. (laughs) Shout out to you, man. (laughs) He says, let them know you know your worth. And they hate that. Shot X says, the reason why BWs are obsessed with their backsides is because they know deep down that's all they are good for. They offer nothing else tangible. Um, but yeah. yeah. But, you know, they'll say even in Africa, the women accentuate their buttocks. I mean, it's a sad thing to see that that's what they always show because it's somewhat primal. Um, you know, white women probably have, you know, fake boobies. They show that off. But the butt thing seems very more because the anatomy is down there, right? So that seems the thing to be the one things that they shake. But, of course, Latinas do the same, some some similar dances and all this stuff. I just look at it like the way they display their butt is somewhat animalistic. Okay. Uh, this is just an opinion here. This is This reeks of, this is very animalistic, this display here. And I actually hate this pose. Oh, wait a minute. I actually deep down have a disdain and disgust for this pose. Now, I don't know what it is about it that bothers me. I just think it's trashy. In a, in a way to display yourself. There could be a better way you do this. But this is a trashy way to display your butt. Like the, 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 the leaning to the side and the look. Really what gets me is the look over the shoulder. It's not just the butt. It's the look over the shoulder with the, with the, what I would call more like I'm the shit look. Like it's the, you can't resist look on your face. It's like, I'm that bitch look on my face. And I'm looking at you like, ugh, when I see this. I don't know what it is. This this pose right here rubs me the wrong way. The next then pose would be if she's bending over at the waist. Then it's really worse. You double it up. But there could be a better way to display this. Yeah, that you can't get this. Like, maybe if she was smiling, <laughs> right? Let me just tell you. 
Maybe if she was smiling or giving you a come hither or a playful look, but the look is not playful. It looks, yeah, I, I just don't like it. Maybe it's the look that you would see when she looks behind you after you hitting that, that bottom. I have no idea. But this pose right here makes me swipe faster than any pose. I do not want to see this shit. I don't want to see it at all. I think it makes you look trashy. Now, this is my this is one man's opinion. This is one man's opinion. I think this is the trashiest way you can represent yourself. And if you then try to act like you're sophisticated, I don't get it. It, it does, I don't connect the two. I'm going to always see you as trash when you do this. But this is just one man's opinion. It's one man's opinion. And the tattoos do not help at all. You got tattoos behind the forearm, like under the, under the butt. Like this is a, this is a no-go zone. This has never turned me on. Not one time. I've never been turned on by a photo like this, right? Not once have I said, wow, of a photo of that pose. I immediately be like, anyway, this is just me. Now, not all black men will think like this. I, I understand. But to me, I cannot, I don't care what race the woman is either. I immediately go next. There's a better way to do it. Shout out to Vincent Dean says for the Abba Dabba Dabba fun. <laughs> and uh, Porsche specialist says the bed winch state of, the <laughs> he said the bed winch state of the union by Kayla Nicole. Wow. All right. Stony Montana says man said you and I T Y shout out to the rap city. In the video box, shout out to Mr. Albert. He says, why can't BWs manifest another Travis Kelsey? And the way that they're clawed the guy, poor guy, there was some entitlement that he should always be loyal and faithful to black women. That was kind of weird to me. That was absolutely weird. That reek of a, lo a lot of insecurity. Like, what does he owe you? Like, he owes you nothing. I don't know why that was even a conversation, but it became a part of the conversation. We got uh one, two, three, four, and five on the PayPal. And it is from hey, shout out to we're gonna call you Mr. Metrics. L Metrics says, Hi coach, you are the GOAT in understanding women. An incredible talent to talk for my talk show. 32-year-old, one year divorce. She didn't sue me for half. He says, I alone can live for 10 years off of her half. Thank you for he says, thanks to her. I'm almost fired. Or freed. I'm not sure what that is. He says, I'm almost fired. F-I-R-E. He says, but I can and want to work. Okay, I guess you said you almost got fired. I can't tell. It says right here, guess my girl is special after all. I'm not from the U.S. There you go. So no debt. Traveled to 50 plus countries and lost 30 kilograms since the divorce just a year ago. I couldn't believe that my life could be so good. Divorce is priceless. It is freedom. Free agent lifestyle for life. Thank you for all the lessons, coach. And peace. Shout out to you. Thank you, brother, man. That, that's, that's a wonderful testimony to what we do here. That's what we do here. We're trying to get, and not all men need to get this message, right? So if this doesn't apply to you, it is what it is. Shout out to Caitlin says, I admire how marketable Patrick Mahomes is considering how Brittany Mahomes acts. I think, yeah, she, she's going to be, I don't, I don't know, man. Listen, it ain't my relationship. And there's a picture of her looking sad when Taylor Swift is in the booth. Kayla says, coach, I know 
You know the saying, lady in the streets, but freak in the sheets. What happened to that? Kayla, Nicole, isn't that? No. She's the opposite of that. And I don't understand why. And here's another thing about the arrogance of this particular group. Unfortunately, we're cooking them. But I cooked a lot of people all the time. Here's the thing. The arrogance is they're always saying we don't have to listen to you. And then they want me to sit down and listen to that garbly gook. Like, I'm not about, like, no, you don't have to listen to us. Keep doing you. Keep winning. And we win and we don't need y'all. And then they, and then they end up here. I just need to be held. I need a hug. Michael R. says women and narcissists can't take L's probably because they are narcissists. He says, hey, what's going, when you going on Fresh and Fit again? Not sure. All right, I'm on a hiatus for podcast appearances until I get through a little bit of my, I got a personal issue I'm dealing with. All right, and, and, and I'm being watched. They watching me. All right, I got cases. Triggerverse says, Zaddy got a full produced video and a Hallmark letter. Ninjas got well or ninjas get well buzzer. I'm not sure what that is. Zaddy got a full produced video, all right, and a Hallmark letter. Justin O was at a birthday party uh, this weekend with my Korean Juco. She got me a glass of water, and the BWs were shaming her behind her back. Almost lost it. Juco calmed me down and focused uh, on making sure I was relaxed. BWs are doomed. That's sad. That's, again, sabotage. Sabotage. So they're like, I refuse to do that for that man. But at the same time, when a woman gives you that, they're mad at it. I don't get it. I don't have this. Like, when black women go date other men of other races, I'd be like, I don't care. I don't care about interracial dating because... God and heaven knows I love 31 flavors. I love 31 flavors. I love all. I love all flavors, shapes, shades. I like them all. I scoops all the ice cream up. You ain't going to stop me. You like them white girls? Hell yeah, I do. You like Asian women? Ugh, oh, hell yeah. You like Latina women? Mm, give me some. You like Samoans, Tongans? Mm-hmm, give me all that. I want all of it. I don't give a shit about no interracial dating. Uh, I, you do what you got to do. I'm from Southern California. Interracial dating is part of the the thing shout out to cam thank you brother did i say this all right already has space world travel says the gas fee service fee transportation fee the ninja fee indeed shout out to b moss says earlier episode from this morning was hitting thank you appreciate that support did i get daniel coach i can't unsee the millie mouth muskrat thing here i got that one already and that was uh, from earlier already. Okay, I think I got everybody, and that's going to be the conclusion of this episode. If you agreed, if this episode was edifying to you, if you believe that this was the best edutainment on YouTube, you can't contribute. Just simply hit the like button. And El Jefe says, oh, I still got some more. Sorry. I got some more. And it says right here, Macaroni Tony, did I get this one? Uh, he says, Kayla Michelle, Kayla Michelle, Kayla Nicole, being mad at Cam Newton shows another thing women don't understand. I don't have loud, disrespectful, obnoxious, and lazy male friends. Why would I want to date a woman like that? It's not about controlling women. Dude, I have a black woman. She cannot understand the difference between quiet suburban neighborhood and city. She walks out early in the morning, late at night, still running her mouth loud, talking loud, like, shut up. You hear the crickets? Do you see it? Do you hear anyone else talking? Be quiet. Shout out to El Jefe. Remember that Puerto Rican girl from a week ago that you said you liked the Rosie Perez type. 
that you were uh that was being interviewed on Instagram. I found her at do do I want it? I do. And he says CGA let let's imagine you were dating a dime piece that was also a billionaire heiress. Would you ski raw in her? Yes, I would. <laughs> Indeed. But again, do me a favor. Hit the like button on the way out. I appreciate all the support. And if I missed anybody, I will make sure I get you in the morning. We going to be in here for the weekend. I'm sorry, for Wednesday. Hump day. Ladies, it's hump day. Triggerverse says, I got you already. Shout out to the coach gang. We out of here. Peace. <laughs>